This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yo. Rhapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get From these talking heads It's Rhapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective Got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast Talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that And we're down with FIFO, better fall back Coming for respect We connect like a ball bat No need to double check These are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Morning. We are here. We are back. Uh, this is craps a D. It is. <laughs> you are. Uh, I'm here with Righteous Reg. I am. I with you, brother. In the building, it's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Feeling good. It's Saturday morning. Basketball is in the All-Star game. I didn't get to catch any of the activities last night, but I'm hoping to catch some last night. Uh, it's raining outside. Uh, Oakland's getting back into the what they call the atmospheric river uh, fake thing they try to do to scare us. So, uh, yeah, feeling pretty good. Happy everybody's here to listen to your boys talk about some wrestling. I watched SmackDown last night, so I'm ready to go. How you feeling, Phil? Uh, I'm good. It's basketball. Like you said, uh, it's the GOAT's birthday. Happy birthday to Michael Jordan. MJ. Greatest basketball player of all time. Mm-hmm. If you don't agree with that, I don't care. Take that take somewhere else. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh I don't know. I didn't get to watch any of the All-Star Game stuff from yesterday, but I don't usually ever, like, watch everything from the All-Star Weekend anymore. Like, uh, like Celebrity Game and stuff is fun sometimes. Uh, I don't really. Like, I see some stuff from it, but it wasn't anything. I was like, I have to watch this. Right, yeah, that's kind of how I feel, too. Sometimes those, there's some people that you wanted to see. Like, Stephen A. Smith was getting it cracking with his, like, pregame videos and all this, but then I also saw him fall, like, Shots to Stephen A. Hopefully he's okay. But it's like, it wasn't enough for me to be like, I have to watch this. But uh, there's some definitely things tonight. The, the three-point and dunk contests are like staples in our generation's lives. Like, this Saturday used to be like, yo, it's life is crazy. I remember watching the, the Vince Carter one live, and man, I was like, wish I could dunk. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, we've got three-point contest. we got uh, Steph going to, up against um, homegirl for WNBA. Which Very exciting. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a cool concept. Um, yeah. just shows how far, like, WNBA has come. Shows that Steph is just, like, Steph is that guy that you got to mm-hmm. give him his own spot on the uh, All-Star weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, kind of rough going for your team, but... Uh, 
I mean, you know, things could be worse. Draymond is uh, at least providing some great entertainment, some great gifts, some great quotes. So uh, uh, life is dope. Speaking of basketball, did you listen to this uh, Kevin Durant and Stolly record? I did not. Kevin Durant is rapping, my guy, and it sounds like he might have got a ghostwritten verse from your homie J Electronica. (laughs) I did not hear this. Um, I like Stolly a lot. Um, Stolly's dope. Um, but I have not heard this. Uh, you gotta listen to this. Uh, I didn't know KD spit, but yes, he's rapping and he's rapping like Jay Electronica. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm not mad at it. Could be a lot worse rappers to rap like. Yeah, I don't know if I, I need uh Durant bars in my life. But, <laughs> um, Durant be getting the shit off, man. He might be a really great rapper, honestly, with this Twitter account and his burner accounts. <laughs> uh, yeah, shout out to Stolly. I'm a big fan of Stolly. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen him live a few times. Uh, oh, really? His, his first EP. Yeah, uh, I, I've seen him in Houston for sure. Um, oh, I'm shit. I'm trying to remember where I was in Houston when I saw him. Um, that sounds hard. Which uh, it's funny because he, like, <laughs> he raps kind of like a, a Houston or Southern rapper. But exactly. He's not from Houston. He's from, like, Ohio. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think he is from Ohio, but yeah, that's why I was like, man, it's really dope that you listened to, you did it in Houston. You watched him in Houston, but I'm like, he's not from Houston though. But something about it being in Houston yeah, and it being Stolly really hits. Yeah, if you hear Swangin', it sounds like a, a Houston record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but definitely, if y'all haven't heard it, your boy KD is spitting bars. But yeah, that should be pretty exciting tonight, Stephen Curry uh, doing his thing, uh, the dunk contest, the all-star game coming up tomorrow. It's a really exciting time for the NBA, and I'm glad that they seem seemingly got a lock on how wild the All-Star Weekend uh, became. Because I remember when they went to Vegas one year and they were like, yo, this was a mistake. Like, the players were wilding. Like, it was going down. Like, people were dying. They were like, oh, no, we can't come to Vegas ever again. Let's go to Indianapolis, Indiana, where things are calm, even though it's not really that calm over there. Yeah, uh, they're supposed to go to Indianapolis a few years ago, but got canceled because of COVID, and they ended up in mm. Atlanta. And so uh, this is kind of like them going back. Cause I don't know if you remember, but they had those jerseys that were like um, kind of like an homage to the Pacers jerseys. They were yellow, and, and then the other team had the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, finally going back to Indiana like they were supposed to. Um, but, yeah. What an odd city to have an all-star game. <laughs> uh, Cleveland and Indiana, it's not where you think like all-star games would be. Um, but, yeah, got other hoops news. Uh, Shaq's jersey was retired the other Big night Shaq. Uh, for the Orlando Magic. Uh, Shout-out to Shaq. Um, really cool to see that. Really cool to see him and Penny together again. Uh, Penny's speech for him was great. Um, big Penny fan. Big fan of those two together. Uh, wish they had won a ring, but that's what it is. Yeah, there was a time when that duo was. There's a couple of like monumental sports moments for our gener- generation. It's like Ken Griffey Jr., Iverson, but then there was a time when like Shaq was the biggest thing in the world. This dude was rapping, he was doing movies, but him and Penny on the court was like magic, you know, no pun intended and uh you know you have it i was like i said on ask Grassity, i had the penny sneakers with the shack jersey and like nobody in the world could tell me anything when kazam came out what y'all know about kazam when kazam came out i was like hey yo 
Shaq is that guy. They drop Snickers and candy bars from the sky, man. Come on. What kind of a... <laughs> Give me in there. Let me get three wishes, Shaq. Terrible, terrible movie. Uh, so awful. <laughs> God awful. Terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> but yeah, man, Shaq and Penny were on top of the world at one point. I thought that uh, they were going to get a ring at one point. They got very right. close. Houston Rockets uh, annihilated those guys. Uh, Hakeem put Shaq in his place. Hakeem uh, wasn't letting nobody get nothing that year. No, and then. Uh... <coughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, all good. Uh, then. Uh, MJ came back to the league the following year, um, got revenge for that loss in the playoffs. Before that, swept those guys right up out of here. Damn. Um, Tough one. With the 45 uh, it was, jersey. It, 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 was, it was deserved. <laughs> I, I I thought about it on Ask Grafty a little bit, but I was so upset watching. Because I, I was a fan of the, that Magic team, but I was so upset watching them beat the Bulls in the playoffs. And Horace Grant was on that team. They lifted Horace Grant up on their shoulders and celebrated, mm. and I was just like, "Yeah, nah, damn, nah, we can't let this stand." We nah. <laughs> Jordan don't let none stand. He's kind of like Hulk Hogan in that point. He's like, "If you get a win, I'm getting my win back." Like that's there's nothing about it. Like I will come out of retirement to get my win back. He came out of retirement to get his win back. No, Jordan is hey. Jordan is definitely uh, one of those dudes that's never going to forget it if you beat him. Um, mm-hmm. I always picture him losing, and then it turns into, like, the Kill Bill music, and, like, everything <laughs> starts turning red, and he's just looking around like, nah. I'm gonna Anytime he walks you. back to the locker room, you're like, man, he's going to kill someone. <laughs> so, yeah, but that's the thing that makes him great, and that's, that's the reason why he's never lost in the finals because it's just right. like, nah, I'm not going to let you beat me. Like, it's nah. just the will of this guy. Um Seeing him get mentioned on SmackDown last night as well, also very, very funny. I mean, um, it's The Rock. In, in, in the city that they were in, very fitting. I laughed <laughs> very hard at it. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Shaq. Uh, also, shout out to Patrick Mahomes and mm-hmm. and the Chiefs. This year's Kansas Super City winner. Chiefs. Wow. Uh, they did it again. <laughs> uh, it it was a good Super Bowl for at least the second half. The first half, I was just sitting there like, uh, what is this? It's getting a little boring. <laughs> I wasn't watching it uh, the first half. I was out uh, working. And then I got home and I started watching the New Japan show. Because I'm like, I don't really watch NFL on a weekly, monthly basis at all. Still haven't completely came back since Kaepernick. I don't know. It just feels weird for me. Um, so I didn't watch uh, any of it. But then, like, I had gotten done with the New Japan show, and then uh, no, I was in that match that was felt like five hundred hours. I legit like that match started. I like got high. I like ate a sandwich. I went outside. I came back, and it was like in the middle of it. And then I like drank a soda. I like did a dance. I listened to some beats, and then I came back, and they were still. I was, I, I looked at the screen at one point. I was like, "This match is still going on." <laughs> yeah, that main event was very, very long. Um, I'm not sure if it needed to be that long, but but yeah, I was watching that. So eventually, uh, I was you know on online, and everybody's like start talking about overtime, and then eventually I clicked on to see what was going on, and I saw Pat Mahomes earning his uh, MVP status and earning why he is already one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time by winning the Super Bowl for his team. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't really watch football like I used to do since the cap stuff. Uh, I'll watch it socially. And so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, went to Super Bowl party. And uh, the whole time I was just like, yeah, uh, 
49ers got to put these guys away early, man. You can't let these guys hang around. And I was sitting there the whole whole first half, like, all right, you got to put up, you got to put up more points because you give this guy some room, he is going to beat you. And so at halftime, when it was a seven point game, I said, uh, you got to feel pretty good if you're the Kansas City Chiefs or Kansas City Chief fans because we've seen them do this before. We've seen them come back from 10-point leads. So I was like, I don't know. This this seven-point lead is not safe. And by the time they scored that touchdown, I was like, yep, that might be game, man. Uh, and sure enough. <laughs> That's what separates the goods from the greats, I think. Like, going at – if t- uh, Tom Brady was in the same situation and you left him one uh, – one touchdown to come back, not enough. If Peyton Manning's in that same situation and you leave him one touchdown, not enough. He's going to come back. Like, that's not a comfortable lead at all with a great quarterback. And so it was – I live in, uh, you know, the Bay Area, Oakland, California. You know, San Francisco 49ers are a hop, skip, and a jump away from here. So the city – I can feel the city even not watching the game. <clears throat> and then when things started going bad, I'm like, damn, this isn't – gonna end well and you could legit you know you've been a part of uh city being excited for something and then not getting it and just like that feeling you could it's just like a dark cloud over the city felt like that here in the bay area oh i i experienced it the the year that we (laughs) went to super bowl and lost and i was just sitting there like is it i mean which speaking of shout out to Devin hester congratulations on this Hall of Fame induction. Yes, yes. Um, Go. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell me nothing at, during that Super Bowl. Uh, first first play of the game, he's running it in for that, that touchdown. I was like, nah, we're winning. <laughs> Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> we're winning, coach. And yeah, the, the fucking uh, SpongeBob meme, two hours later. Uh, yeah, no, nah, not, not, not the W I thought we were going to get, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But you could just feel the sorrow in this. Like everybody's just like, yeah. like you know that next that Monday could be like two totally different things. Like it could either be the greatest feeling in the world or just complete sorrow, and that's what it felt like. Also, on that same thing, we would have to we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the terrible tragedy that happened at the Kansas City Chiefs uh, Super Bowl celebration. Just like tired of it, Phil. It's yeah, that violence is, is, it's is like awful. you guys. And that day there was a bunch more. It's like you guys stop. Yeah. It was it was awful. It was it was awful news to see that day. Uh I think that the Chiefs handled it as best as they could. I saw Mahomes mm-hmm. went to the children's hospital and visited some of the kids that were injured. Um yeah. that was a good gesture. Um, but man, just that part of it that there were like ten or eleven children that were injured. Um, that's horrible. Uh, so yeah, you know, uh, best wishes to everybody involved in that. Um, I think that there was one death reported. I don't know Mm -hmm. if there was more than that, but even that's just too many, like it's ridiculous. Tired of all these situations being marred by this, like can't go to the bar, can't go to the club, can't go to a festival, can't go to a Super Bowl celebration, can't go to school. It's like, dude, what? where are you supposed to be safe at? Like, what is this? Like, what kind of a world and life is this? It's pretty terrible. So, you know, prayers and everything out to all the victims and anybody affected by this. Just terrible, terrible, terrible news. Um, 
what else is happening on the non-wrestling front before we get into it you listen to any good music this week you saw that uh that viral uh i don't know what you would want to call it sexy red uh water broke on the music video with drake while sis is there and they're all i'm like what's going on here <laughs> i don't know what that video was i've only seen clips of it i haven't seen i haven't seen the whole video but when i heard the drake album i was like that that song is gonna get a video man like yeah like why tell. how could you not you know I haven't seen the whole video, and it looks like some craziness. Uh, up close, the the Glorilla record is everywhere, and I'm just like, man, we we got Brian in in the <laughs> we got Brian in the in the gym with his shirt off, rapping the lyrics to it and dancing. I was just like, what is going on? Here? Come on, we know Brian in the gym, uh, shirtless rapping videos are the best videos. <laughs> I nah, him doing all of the words to Glorilla though was kind of crazy. Like Brian is wild, and it's funny because he never knows. The words but he knew all the words to this one <laughs> this what I'm what's saying. up, it was, it was what's wild. up <laughs> uh very wild but yeah man that's if i see people that are like all right uh like la Knight is position petitioning to get uh usher at the super bowl to do yeah and um of course bailey's trying to get paramore but no glow really doing yeah glow makes the most sense in the world for that's naomi our, yeah yeah that's what we want we don't want like what if L.A. Knight was in the position to have that, yeah, but like a mid card match, bro, I'm like, what are you saying? Like, what you know, Usher about to pull up for a mid card match? It's L.A. Knight, dude. Who, what, what, what is, what is he about to have? Um, <laughs> Did I you also, watch this? Uh, you watch the Usher thing? I didn't get to watch it in full yet, which is crazy. Um, yeah, it was a good, it was a good halftime show. I think people put mm-hmm. a lot on it. Um, I seen <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> Charlamagne tried to say it was the greatest of all time, and I was like, nah, it's not. But, I'm like, bro, Prince and Michael Jackson have been up there. It's hard to be like, yeah, you know? Like, what? Uh, Usher did his thing. Uh, Alicia Keys was in the building. Alicia Keys was way in the building, brother. Wow, wow, wow. Swiss Beats had to have, like, his hand on the Glock at one point because Usher nah, was nah, wild. <laughs> nah, he said he was cool with it. He put out that Instagram uh, post and was like, y'all focusing on the wrong thing. Like, he's cool. Ain't that the same thing that Kiki Palmer's husband said? You know, it's cool. It's, it's all good. That, Behind no, closed doors, like, yo, watch that's, out, bro. That's not what he said. That he got himself in trouble because he was. Oh, yeah. He was, clearly, he was like, this nigga Usher wilding. He like, was he, like, what, he, are you, what are you what, wearing? All this other stuff. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he put a little too much extra sauce on it. You're just supposed to be like, yo, Usher, watch out, big bro. Like, don't steal my girl, Mr. Steal Your Girl. It's crazy. Yeah, but no. we've seen this guy Usher in action too many times to be surprised by him on that night I didn't he just, hit but somebody's uh, butt at one point too like this yeah <laughs> that's sure so funny dude nah nah <laughs> i love that again boondocks is right he is just like they got usher 100 on the money it's crazy yeah and i i love the it, have you seen uh the writer that wrote that episode was saying that that's based on something that really happened no yes <laughs> i'm not surprised honestly it's based on a real that's based on uh a real incident with his wife in usher um and so um that's why i'm like we've seen this guy usher in action too many this times guy's to be an shocked actual by menace it's crazy he's, he's a menace out here i was sitting watching it like yeah being hugged up on somebody's wife like that is insane in but front of like a hundred million people like this is like the most watched super bowl of all time and like everybody saw this yeah that wasn't aaron mcgruber uh 
a shock. It was one other writer for the show. I forget his name. I have to look it up. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he did an interview not too long ago, and he talked about it. Um, so I'm not I'm not surprised that Usher did that. But he did his thing. Like I said, yep. Alicia Keys was in the building. Her mm-hmm. was looking fire as well. Shout out to her. Um, Lil Jon, Alejo, baby. Yeah, Lil Jon, Lil were also there. Cool performance. Like I said, <laughs> shout out to him. Shout out to the Chiefs. Uh, Devin Hester. Julius Peppers as well. Uh, Mongo as well. Mongo's in the hospital, unfortunately. But Ooh. glad to see he got the Hall of Fame night beforehand. Um, yeah. Good good night at the Hall of Fame for Bears players. But as usual, when it's actually time to win something, not yeah. in the building. <laughs> you know, they can get uh, awards in other places. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got the greatest basketball player of all time, Phil. All right. It's his birthday. Take it. Take it. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the GOAT. And <laughs> uh, if you want to hop into some super chats and helper chats before we talk about another GOAT. Yeah, we got a couple in here. Uh, Bad Libby, I think is what it is, says, Rock on the marks, except Cody to get booed. Expect gonna... Cody to get booed. I No, I don't think that's going to happen. I wouldn't. Yeah, no, me neither. Uh, Orion Ben 66 says, bow to the queen. Congrats to Aminata, queen banger. Yeah, man. Big congratulations to queen Aminata. Long overdue uh, getting a contract, getting that all elite graphic last night, and getting a big W. Um, I've been waiting for the W more than the graphic, unlike yes. some people, because I'm like, Same. yo, she's smoking these matches, man. I'm, I'm trying to see that W happen, so... It's good to see her get the W and the graphic on the same night. What an exciting time, Philip Lindsay. A few weeks ago, the homeboy Brian Keith got the graphic, and Aminata has been incredible. For a bunch of years now, we've known that she's an incredible talent, but for it to be on the main stage now and her to be one of legit the mainstays of the company with almost a match on every show that they present, is awesome and so for her to get this big win in a really fun match with anna anna jay uh really love the finish um it's just amazing she really deserves it the aura like nobody else she's her yes. presentation the way that she the way that she works like everything about it is like she's a big star and what an exciting time with what this aw women's division has developed into some stuff that's happening really soon like yo oh my god this division's about to destroy yeah really cool to see it uh really cool to see like her get to tell her story i know she did the sit down interview with renee which mm-hmm. was good uh she talked about stuff that um you know i i i knew a little bit about because she tweets about it every now and then but i think she has a great story um also the fact that she is the first african born woman to be signed to any major promotion that's fire hard um, black history for you mm. in a month full of black history come on uh so yeah it's uh it's really great to see her get that moment and potentially they have started the ring of honor women's television um tournament title tournament and queen Aminata is pretty much looks like up there to be one of the ones to win so she could potentially be the first ever roh women's television champion which is going to be even more amazing a lot of really exciting stuff happening so shout out to her it's not really the graphic is the new thing but she's had a contract for a while at this point 
Yeah. Uh, Van Twinblay says, I got a show to pay for tomorrow. Run down the card. Yeah. Okay. Do you have the <laughs> card? I'll run it down if you have it. Yeah, uh, me, so. Shout out to Van Twinblade. Yeah, we got you, bro. Uh, Chaos Control says, the thing with the boondocks is realizing how many of the episodes are based on real things. Yeah, honestly, it's like, it's a, uh, that show could just be going on forever at this point. Like, it could never end. It could just be a show that happens to the end of time because all these stories continuously happen. Like, if he just did, like, the last year in hip-hop, like, that's 50 episodes of the boondocks, you know? Yeah, no, there's there's a bunch of things within the last uh, four years alone that would make great episodes. If he did the last four years, that's like 200 episodes worth of the boondocks with how much stuff like them taking on COVID, them taking on uh, all this rap stuff, them taking on anything like it it just would be crazy. So, um, yeah, shout out to y'all. That's all of our super chats for now. We'll get into some more later, I'm sure. Okay, got some Humper Chats for you. Of course, if you want to send us a Humper Chat, that's humperchats.com slash Fightful. Uh, sure, we've got some. Okay, we got one from Black Phoenix brand. He says, uh, what would be the better Mania clothing shot? Watching Cody celebrate finishing the story or Rock kicking Roman out of the bloodline for failing with him standing over fallen Roman raising the one finger? I think it's Cody. I think Cody. Cody winning is is the is the one, um, and at this point, if that's not how we're ending Mania, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I don't think it should be both. Also, like if no. Cody if Cody wins, it needs to be his moment. We don't need to be ending the show being like The Rock. We need to be ending the show being like Cody finished the story. You guys, dumb, stop it. We need to be done with that. But yeah, this moment needs to be all about Cody. It can't be. The Rock is the main, like, Sports Center, and and everybody's talking about Sports Illustrator talking about The Rock after this. Not the way to end it. Yeah, I think it needs to be Cody's moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Addy Seven One Two, how funny would it be if Cody never finishes his story, never wins the title, but then in twenty fifty five, his daughter <laughs> wins the title and ends racism, doing everything her daddy never could. Uh, none of that sounds funny at all. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> Liberty is gonna win the WWE Championship, though. That like is a fact. So. Hey man, that'd be dope. Uh, third <laughs> third generation wrestler. Uh, now I'll cool. decide, dude. Y'all can't do not no. Cody. Uh, you guys cannot do Cody like this. After all this, after we're gonna get into it. Like after how they be talking about him too. Yo, do not do Cody like this two times in a row. That's not worth it. No, you, he can't lose two years two years in a row. That'd be awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Tony P. He says, uh, Lee almost won this week uh, with what he did to the infantry. Um, a gold medal instigating move. Uh, but mm. after that Bucks, uh, Bucks Grizzlies game, Doc Rivers detractors were out in full force, <laughs> big levels of hate and petty. So Doc Rivers haters are have won the petty of the week. Well yeah, uh, Doc Rivers being the coach of the, of the uh, East team for the All-Star game. Is interesting. Like, what's going on how here? Did, how did how did this happen? Like he he hasn't coached that many games, and he doesn't have a winning record right now as a coach uh, for the Bucks. So I, I don't know how this happened, here? but all right, uh, yeah, 
Like, was he just in the NBA office? They're like, oh, Doc Rivers here. Let's have him do it. Like, what? Yeah, we <laughs> like, need a coach who's just like, hey, what's Doc doing? Um, <laughs> yeah, nah. I'm very confused about this. And people have been. But the Doc River haters, like Tony B says, have been out in full force and well-deserved because, like, remember coming into the season, Phil, like what the expectations were for this team? And yes. Dame's there. And, and what, uh, what happened here? Like, they were supposed to be, like, number one seed. Like, we're supposed to be, like, they're dominating, and they're not. And they had to they fire are. their coach and replace them with Doc Rivers in the middle of the season? What the hell's going on here? I have no idea what's going on with the Bucks. I said this after they took a beating <laughs> on Tuesday night, and I, I I tweeted out like, "What is going on?" And all of these wrestling oh, fans, wrestling I forgot fans about your like, what, what What do you mean the Young Bucks are EVPs? Like, I'm I'm talking about sports, buddy. Like, there's other things in the world other than wrestling. Um, <laughs> They're not I, called the Bucks anymore, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I, I get some people were joking, but I also was just like, eh, "Okay, it's annoying." Um, but. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that team, man. Seeing them take that beating on Tuesday um, to the Heat without Jimmy Butler, I was just like, "What? Is everything what okay happening, at home, man? you guys?" <laughs> Did you? Maybe they just like got in their own heads and got into a comfortable position because they have been killing it the last couple of years of like, "Oh, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna dominate when we get there," and didn't practice. I don't know what the hell. I, like these are all star like top of the class players too so it's not like these are these are some slouches yeah uh like it's still a good squad i don't know what's going on man i i i i think their defense is an issue from the games i've watched and i've been saying that all season but dame also just don't look like dame from the trailblazers no more you can see he's aging a bit um coaching is is not really great middleton has been inconsistent because he's been injured but hey man Dan was trying to go be on the beach in miami and y'all sent him to milwaukee like you know what time hey, it is <laughs> but hey man i don't feel sorry for him it's milwaukee yeah you, know. you went to a great team you know like after like oh damn you got traded to a good team that could potentially win it like oh sorry dude but yeah, they're I, oakland man i you know i'm you know I'm, you know the god he should have came over here played with the boys he could have been at home yeah uh, <laughs> more from Tony P. Uh, also, GRR Martin is right about fans. I can remember a week where I've seen more shit engagement tweets and petty complaints from fans going ape shit over the Yuka glitch, <laughs> bitching why Keith got alive, uh, got alive all elite graphic and Queen didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, so I what is stuff. it with this people stalking the roster page and being like, this person isn't on the roster page anymore? What is this obsession with that? I don't know what that you could think was last night, but I saw it, and so I saw I saw a news site uh, reported, and so I just retweeted it, and I didn't really read the whole thing. And then when I really paid attention to it, I was like, yo, what is this? Like, why are we giving this? <laughs> That's not an official thing if they're not on the roster page anymore. That's like not how this works, you guys. I could, yeah. So of course she was re-added to the to the roster page uh, last night. Uh, a lot of people were relieved. You could put out a very funny tweet that was just emojis with her, like basically doing a few. I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of overreacting to things over the last few days. Not just that stuff, and or the Queen Abinata thing that people overreacted to. Oh, she got a graphic, but it wasn't on TV. It's like she got a graphic and she signed, guys. Why do? Just, what is the? 
I I don't know. Uh, but it, it it was a lot. People overreacting as usual, looking for anything to complain about. Uh, kind of on the rampage front before we move forward, you saw the Sammy Guevara thing that happened. Dangery. Mm-hmm. The the student star press. I did I I didn't see the injury when it happened, mm-hmm. uh, but I saw it reported, and I was like, "Ooh, that looks not good." But mm-hmm. hopefully, Jeff is okay. Yeah, I I watched the match. I watched the show. Um, and crazy match. Uh, by the way, like they are going nuts. Jeff Hardy is having a really good run. Sammy Guevara hit a Jeff Hardy spot on Jeff Hardy off the ladder through a table. Dope stuff. But yeah, I don't think like be. Earlier this week, there was videos from the actual, you know, before the Rampage match of people in the crowd being like, look at Sammy Guevara, yeah, blah, blah, blah. People, people took it as like, here he is again. They tried to like bury Sammy and uh, he's uh, botching and blah, 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 doing all this, trying to make it a Sammy blame game. And it's like, dude, it was an accident. And watching the match yesterday, total accident. Like Sammy Guevara yeah. didn't try to break Jeff Hardy's nose in this this match. But uh, um. I got some reports on the end of it because on the show, the big homie attach attacks um, Sammy Guevara, hits him with the world's strongest slam. They cut to the next thing. At the live event, a couple of reports from the people in the live event, there was more to the beatdown, and the big homie apparently put Sammy Guevara through a table with the world's strongest slam off the second rope that they didn't show or that was short for time or something was cut. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. But knowing that because uh, kind of going along the Queen Amanada thing, it's like, it seems like they were short for time. They could potentially have put it on the, the yeah. you know, on the screen, but they were just like moving through it. So, but yeah, I still want to see that table spot though. So somebody put that up, you guys. Like I know it's somewhere out there, but Rampage again continues to be one of the funnest shows that AEW yeah. has. Like it, 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 it had a stigma for a while because people were talking all this shit and they just like quietly just started having great lucha match and the other great matches consistently on the show and being one of the best shows of the week every week now at this point. Yeah, uh, I think Rampage has been a fun show uh, for the last few weeks. It's mm-hmm. been one of their better shows. Um, it's kind of where all the Outcast stuff has been and yeah. I think the Outcast stuff has been fun. Um, I thought the Outcast segments last night were funny. Uh, we mm-hmm. don't get a whole bunch of like love stories in wrestling, and I thought they've done yes. really well with the Ruby and uh, Cool Hand and stuff. So, like on the surface, I don't want to sound corny, but like this, it's like sweet of like Ruby and and Cool Hand, like the the story of it, and there's funny, and it's just like a romantic comedy, and like you don't get a lot of that in pro wrestling. It's it's interesting and fun. Yeah, I I've enjoyed the Outcast split stuff. I've enjoyed the Ruby stuff. Um, and if this just means we're getting Ruby as a baby face again, I'm all here for it. Another heavy hitter in the women's division, like Ruby, Serena, Thunder. I can go on and on. It's crazy. It's insane. Mercedes. <laughs> um, <laughs> from Wonga, uh, good day, Grapsy uh, fellas, uh, Zach Saber, Danielson, and the War of uh. The War Dogs United United Empire match was fun. Also, Heat beat the Bucks so badly. We got uh <laughs> We got uh thanks this minutes. Yeah, we did. Uh you know it's bad when they're putting Giannis's uh brother on the floor and you will see him. <laughs> we got, got thanks this minutes. I was like, all right, man. Okay, dog. No no be hating. But every time I hear Giannis's name, I think of that Tony Khan Tony Khan clip. And I just laugh. So yeah. Y'all just had to come up. 
If, if you guys haven't seen this clip we're talking about, man, every time I see it pop up on Twitter, I laugh at it. It's hilarious. It's so, it's so funny, man. <laughs> Shout out to TK. Just so excited about life, man. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, from Nelson Muntz, he says, can Dax please be like Morph in X-Men cartoon and just be a background character that just briefly appears? I don't want AWC Dax get longer matches every time he wrestles. Uh, give that extra time to women instead than a tag team wrestler. I mean, I thought the Dax match this week, this week was good. I mean, when they have given him like singles him. matches, he's he's been pretty good. Uh, but yeah, X-Men uh, 97 uh, trailer was everywhere this week. Ooh, uh, everybody is very excited. Our, again, our generation is eating well because everybody that was going to be excited about this was very, very excited about this. That was the time, Philip Lindsay. We were all watching that damn X-Men show. And so for it to be back in this capacity with... I love when things that are like aimed for our demographic hit hard, and this one feels yeah. like it hits hard, you know? Yeah, it was a, it was a good week for uh, 90s kids. If you... Mm-hmm. If you were excited about the X-Men stuff, you got basically rock from 1998 popping up on our screen. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of good things to enjoy if you're a 90s kid. Uh, yes. Let's see. Uh, another one from Nelson Muntz. He says, uh, Bishop joined the X-Men as an official member. Now I just need Vikingo to leave AAA as long as Conan is there. <laughs> that also, was a hell of a flip. Also respect the queen, an actual star in the making by just <laughs> wrestling good matches. Queen Aminata. Um, yeah, I didn't know where you were going with that Bishop reference at first, uh, <laughs> Nelson, but flipping it around and saying, I hope this guy signs, and then throwing a, a little bit of a jab over there, Conan. Yeah, uh, I guess. <laughs> My guy Conan was uh, in the news this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, go figure. I saw that tweet a bunch of times about him talking about politics and buddy. Mm. Conan talking about politics, bro. I'm like, what are I, you? What is you this? like his podcast? <laughs> I've actually gotten that, uh, <laughs> that DM before. I'm like, oh shit, Conan hit me up. This is cool. And then you like my, I'm like, bro, get out of my DMs with this bullshit. <laughs> hey, man. I don't like your podcast, Conan. That's the answer. No, none of us do. Now they got a pretty big thing over there. I'm not gonna say that, but yeah, there's uh, uh, some controversy going around, Conan. Can it's like are... when you when you know that these are your <laughs> words on somebody else's face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can neither confirm or deny, but uh, it'd have been a hell of a coincidence if it was uh, not what it looks like. Uh, it uh, yeah. <laughs> hell of a coincidence if it's not what it looks like. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> It looked away, and I think that it probably is away. But, Definitely. Uh, <laughs> no, man. It looked away and confirmed. It's away. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, yet the other thing that uh, we didn't talk about in basketball news was this uh, oh, report shit. that uh, LeBron may have been What's possibly going to Warriors at one point. And no, I why, was just like, why are they saying this? <laughs> That came from his camp, man. I don't care what nobody said. That came and from then, his uh, camp. Oh, I didn't know. You didn't know, dude. What do you mean you didn't know? Like, that's not how this works. Yeah, this whole... So, if you guys have uh, did not see this, uh, I believe that that was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, a report dropped that um, before trade deadline, there were some talks of LeBron going to the Warriors. And... Uh, 
just the way that it was reported was very weird. They acted like the organizations had a conversation. Rich Paul didn't know anything about it. Ron himself didn't know anything about it. But it was oh, just dude. like between the two teams, and there were talks, and basically it got back to to him, and he was just like, ah, no, I just want to stay put. And I was just like, You think on, they're going to have negotiations with the biggest basketball player in the world without the biggest basketball player in the world being involved? Without – Without your representation, no without way. Rich Paul being involved, come on, you guys. <laughs> There's no way that that definitely came from the Lakers camp. I feel like he's trying to put pressure on them because he was upset that they didn't make any big moves over the All Star. Right. I mean, he's before like, the All Star break, he like y'all um, didn't make no moves. I could have been gone. I could have been gone. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I think he's. I think he's just putting out feelers out there. Like, hey, look, you know, I could, you know, make that move, you know, but you know. Well, yeah, of course. Before we know that. before before I do that, you know. Y'all can just bring some other players in here to help me out. But, you know, just, you know, I'm just going to put this Knicks towel over my shoulders. No, for no reason. You know, uh, this, this 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 news comes out out of nowhere after the trade deadline. Uh, bef- the the day of a game that he's not playing. Um, it's all so, coincidences, right? It's so silly because he could just say whatever. He doesn't have to throw subliminals. You're LeBron James. You could just he be put, like, bro, fix this. You don't have to be like put, doing the Knicks towel thing, doing this dumb. The hourglass tweet as well. Come on, dude. What are but, you doing? Yeah, I feel like this is him trying to put pressure on them. And I, I know some people would like to see him get fired as well. So maybe it's part of that too. But I think it's mostly that they didn't make any moves over the trade deadline. Play some better basketball. This is what I keep saying, man. Play some better basketball with the team you have. I had to listen to Lakers fans over the summer tell me that y'all had the best offseason. So what's happening? Why do y'all need to make moves again? What happened? Something happened. They won that tournament. That's what happened. They won that in-season in, in tournament. They were like, we're done here. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> Yeah, that was the same thing. When they won that in season tournament, I had all these people, oh, they're going they're gonna win a championship now. They're gonna they're gonna raise a real banner. I was like, uh, well I don't think so. Uh, not this we'll, year. We'll see, man. Uh maybe they're gonna make this run after all star break and they're gonna end up in the top five. But right now, best team in LA looks like the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm-hmm. That's something. Did not expect to be saying that, but Clippers, the Kings. Boys is hooping. <laughs> California just is weird over here. What's going on? <laughs> Kings are looking kind of shaky as well. That game the other night against the Suns. I don't know what's going on with the Kings, man. Yeah. Something's in the water in yeah, California I specifically. I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, good good basketball to watch. I watch a ton of basketball, if you guys don't know this, but uh, good basketball to watch, good hoops. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, you're here for wrestling. Yeah. Uh, we got a really good New Japan show yes. on Sunday ahead of the Super Bowl. If you stayed up to watch it, I stayed up to watch particularly the Okada match, his last singles match in New Japan at New Beginning, which if you know your New Japan lore, that is the place where the, the Rainmaker shock happened. That's the place where he beat Tanahashi for the championship 12 years ago. Um, so it was very fitting at the same event that he wrestled Tanahashi again, probably for the last time in the That's foreseeable crazy. future, um, which is just wild to see. Um, yeah, yeah probably, think- probably not for the last time, I'd say, because I think Tanahashi, Tanahashi's retirement match will probably be, be with Okada, right? I'd have to assume so, <clears> but <throat> I, I have to see. I have to assume also that we're not going to see them wrestle 
Like it's gonna be a while though. Soon. Like Tanahashi ain't going like at this rate. He's gonna be out here for another twenty years. It's looking like even though he can barely move, like he shouldn't be. Like this should happen like next year, but it's not. Not only the client, the presidito, <laughs> um, President Tanahashi, our television champion. Um, I, I thought he looked good. I thought this was the best match we were gonna get out of the two of them. Um, yeah. Of course, it's not as good as some of their more iconic matches. But I thought it was a good match to end Okada's run on. Um, Okada came out and he did his uh, his entrance, and then you could see the tears start streaming down on the way down the ramp, and you could see just like how how much this meant. Uh, Tanahashi in the ring with his uh, with his big like white teeth with his perfect smile at the same time like looking out like what's going on bro it's all vibes over here <laughs> tears uh, uh i didn't know this was what, what we was doing <laughs> yeah but the match itself was good uh we yeah. got to see okada pull out a heavy rain have not seen him do that move in years um of course won the match uh like i said it was a fun match uh wasn't anything that uh like I said, to write home, like it was better than anything we've seen these two do before. But no. I think it was a very good note to end Okada's run on. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, got emotional again, gave yeah. Tanahashi a big hug. Um, you could see the tears streaming then. And even when he got the ovation, he just completely lost it yeah. and fell to his knees. It was, uh, it was hard to watch because I'm just like, I, in some ways, I'm excited to see what he does next. But at the other end, I'm just like, I just can't imagine New Japan without him. Like he's, yeah. it's it's wild oh, to think about. New Japan and Okada are synonymous. Like that is his company. Like he's, when I got back into New Japan, it was because I heard about Tanahashi and Okada. Like it was, they were like, this guy in Japan, Okada was just coming up. They were like, this guy, you have to see this guy. I remember watching one of their matches at work and being like, damn, this guy's crazy. And like, he became that brand and like everything in Japan as a whole runs through him. So for him to be leaving to America is a bittersweet moment. Yeah, that was a really emotional match, emotional time. But what a way to like end your oh no, they announced those other matches. But what a way to go, what <laughs> a way to go home. <laughs> right. What the way to have his last singles match in New Japan. Perfect fitting. And it didn't have to be one of their best matches of all time. That's not what this is. That's not what this is about at that point. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a good match. And as you said, there are um, two more matches for him. They're all like (laughs) multi-men matches. Nothing that I'm really like that pressed to go watch. But (laughs) this was this was really the the, the send off. um, And you could tell from him that it felt like, you know, the end of his journey with the company. Yeah. yeah. Really beautiful moment. But also, I don't know, man kind of discouraging for what Japanese wrestling is going to look like moving forward. Yeah, um, yeah we got uh, we got a few other multi-men matches on this card that was just kind of like, what? What is All this? Alright, what is this? Uh, for some reason, Kenta and Chase Owens are your new IWGP heavyweight champions. I'm going to shut down my computer right now. <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this. Um, the match itself was good. Um, I enjoyed the match, but the finish Philip and, Lindsay, what and the outcome. hell is going on here? I, I don't know why we're doing this. I was just sitting there like, but why? Like the whole, <laughs> like, and, and don't get me wrong. I love Kenta, but I was just Kenta, like. Legit, my favorite Japanese wrestler of all time next to the other Kenta. But with Chase Owens, dude, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, I, I didn't understand 
why we were doing this. Um, I got a really good laugh at whoever that guy was at front row that kept yelling Kenta's name. Very, very funny. <laughs> and Kenta at one point was like, just turned around and was like, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so ain't nobody trying to hear all that. <laughs> no, this guy was very loud. You, uh, uh, but yeah, very, very weird way for G.O.D. to lose the belts. Um, I uh, it's yeah. like you get the uh there's a couple matches on here that were life changing, but then you get a booking like this and a couple of New Japan bookings that you're just like, what happened? Yeah, I feel like that's kind of been the case since the G1, where I feel like there's been really great things on some of these New Japan shows, but they're also like some kind of booking decision is just like, but why? Why are we doing this? Like, <laughs> what is it for? What is this for? And that's you don't want to you don't want to end a wrestling match or any kind of feud or anything being like, why? Well, why are we? How do we get here? What's going on here? Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, unfortunate, especially for my guy, Kenta, man. I mean, you know, I know he's in the latter part of his career, but, you know, you don't got to be like this. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand the outcome of that. But uh, the other big thing we got here, we got a. Rematch between Zack Sabre Jr. Wow, and wow, Brian Danielson. Wow. Um, already one of the best matches of the year. Wow. Stop me if we heard this already. Brian and Japan having a bang of a match with somebody. Uh, but this match was amazing. This is... Um, start to finish, just great action. The first uh, few minutes of them trying to put holes on each other and find, trying to find inventive ways to slide out of these holes. And it just looked incredible. At one point in the first five minutes of the match, I was just like... I just am not sure what I'm watching. And yes. just the fact that they are just like every time it looks like one of them has them like in a corner and it's got them in a hole and they kind of slide out of it. I was just like, this is just amazing. Um, some of the spots in there where uh, Brian looked like he had Zack Sabre and Zack Sabre was just talking trash to him the entire way. Love it. There's a spot where he's right next to the rope and he could get the rope break to force him to to uh, break the hole and mm. he won't do it. He's just like, nope, nope, not going to do it. Nope. Looking him straight Brian, in the eyes. Like, like, grab the rope, Zach. Grab it. <laughs> and he's looking him straight in the eyes like, nope, nope, nope. Um, really, really good stuff. The, 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 the hard kicks in this match, the back and forth, I thought the finish was great. Perfect finish for this match. Perfect way to build to a third match. Uh, because the entirety of this feud and, and coming into this match specifically Zack Sabre's point was, aha, you said you're the best technical wrestler in the world, but you did not tap me out. Um, so you did not really prove anything. I'm still better than you. And Zack had to narrowly escape this match, and he had to go for the pin to win this match. Mm-hmm. And you could see the disgust on Brian's face afterwards. Like, this guy, I have to give it up to him. He beat me. He had to reluctantly shake his hand, but you could see the whole time, like, nah, this ain't over. <laughs> Wait a second, Philip Lindsay. Are you des- describing storytelling in a wrestling match? Very good storytelling in this wow. match. Um, mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, no, this match was, wow. Wow is all I could say. Just like Phil said, five minutes in, you're just like, I don't really know what's going on. Like, my brain can't really compute, but I'm, I know that I'm watching some amazing wrestling and on commentary, they 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 were describing the differences between Zack Saber and Brian Danielson, and I thought he made a really good point. Um, he said that Brian Danielson's a, a think ahead wrestler; like he's thinking three moves ahead when he's in a match, and Zack Saber Jr. is thinking in the now. He's thinking like, how could I turn this 
move that I'm doing right now into something else? How could I turn this situation into a winning combination? And that's why he thought that Zack Sabre Jr. is a better technical artist. And I was like, mm. man, such a great way to describe uh, their, their dynamics. But the strikes in this, the European uppercuts that Zack Sabre yes. Jr. were throwing in this were insane. Brian Danielson, like, I just... If you, there was a time when Brian Danielson was in WWE and he would throw kicks and you're just like, he is not doing this. <laughs> like he is really like off on the gas, but no, in this match, it's like, oh no, he is kicking the shit out of Zack Sabre Jr. And the points, I love uh, the, 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 there was some controversy in this match of them in a, position kicking each other and slapping each other in the face and that's a part of their appeal that's a part yes. of what they do like it doesn't this isn't out of the realm of what we've seen them do for the last 20 years but i love the point of zach saber jr giving up his back and brian danielson being like this motherfucker the point of <laughs> brian still underestimating Zack Sabre Jr. at this point. Like, that's why he lost the match, because he's still of, like, you're just a little bro. You're never going to be in the same. You're never going to be able to be a better technical wrestler than me. And he still was in, at points in the match, just playing with them and not really putting the pressure on him because he's still not giving him the respect that he deserves. And Zack Sabre Jr. made him pay for it, I think. He worked a way better match than the first match. He He knows every counter to every move that Brian Danielson has. I think that the Etchicero match was like fuel for Zack Sabre Jr. Because he already knew like hella Brian Danielson counters, but then he saw that match and he was like, wait, this guy got Brian on the ropes. Like no, no one has Brian like, like Zack Sabre Jr. didn't have Brian like Etchicero had him in his match in the first match. But the second match, he came with some other strategy where he just Brian just didn't really know what he had got himself into, which is crazy because he had already had a match with them. But yeah, the finish building to where do you think this third match is going to be, I think is just great for the story. And them both kind of giving it up in the, the post-match uh, little, you know, interview, I think is just amazing. Brian in Japan and also announced this week, Brian in Mexico. It's like, yo, mm. what is going on? We are eating good. Uh, yeah. Also have Brian versus June Akiyama tonight. Wow. Next week. It's, it's next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it, it's off because of the. Uh, oh, that's the right. That's right. All Star yeah. game. Um, mm -hmm. but uh, and that is what well, I just. They're just like giving Brian Danielson like, what match do you want? What dream match do you want? Here you go, my friend. <laughs> it's crazy, man. <laughs> he talked about wanting a match with Blue Panther his entire career, and he's yeah. getting it. Yeah, like, but, man. Yeah, amazing match. Um, yeah, I think the idea is that Zach had prepared and prepared for this, and you can see he did his homework going into this match, and he still narrowly escaped Brian. He mm -hmm. still had to go to that pit, go for that pin because it was just like this guy. Like, can I get this guy to tap? I can't get this guy. I just can't get out of a lot of these holds he's doing. Like, I just I gotta end this match. Um, all the strike spots. I thought, of course, Twitter being Twitter and people not understanding what anybody meant in there when if they were like, "This is wrestling," and I'm just like, "No, 
the thing that makes this match great is not just like the holds and stuff, but just the fire, the spots where they were doing this, the strike exchanges. Um, no, it felt like that hit harder because we're also seeing these guys do this excellent technical wrestling. Yep. And so when it did break down and they started striking each other, it's like, man, what the hell? Like, tap mm-hmm. out. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Uh, exactly. Yeah, like they don't the, really understand the concept of what they're doing. They just think two guys are in there beating each other up, and they definitely are, but it's like it's part of the story of like what you're saying. These are two guys going hold for hold, and they know both of each other's holds, and they can't. So it's like, I'm going to just slap the shit out of you at this point because I don't know what else is going to get you to stop. Yeah, I'm sick of you, basically. Like I'm you, sick of you. <laughs> I'm sick of you. Like I, I'm sick of you. I keep throwing out moves. You got to counter for it. I have mm-hmm. a counter for you. Submit. <laughs> like, yes. like that's it. <laughs> Submit. Get out of here. Uh, but yeah, excellent, excellent match. Uh, definitely on par with their match from Russell Dream, and that was one of my favorite matches from last year. This definitely. is already one of my favorite matches from this year. Um, very much looking forward to the third match. I don't know where it'll be. Maybe it'll be a Russell Dream again. Maybe it'll be a Forbidden Door. Um, I don't know, but Wembley? very much looking forward to it. Uh, Wembley would be dope. Of course, Zack Sabre Jr. is a UK wrestler. Mm. Um, yeah. I love Zack Sabre getting this, getting this spot with Brian, not just because we've heard for years that, you know, he's wanted to match with him. They're both really, really good technical wrestlers, but mm-hmm. um, Zack Sabre is just so good. He's so amazing, and I'm just like, man, it's hard to it's hard to say that I don't think he gets his credit, but I think among some Western fans, he doesn't get the credit that he should. Yeah, no, that's 100% a fact. I think uh, him kind of honing his career in the UK and specifically in New Japan, for a while there just wasn't as many eyes on New Japan, and he was doing work, I think, that regardless if he does have eyes, even if you see it with your own eyes and you know it, it's sometimes not even appreciated by people who know what he's doing just because it is technical wrestling and sometimes it could go over your head. Like if you watch this match not really knowing what's going on or what what these guys are aiming to do, you're like, oh, I don't like I hear a lot of people say that they don't like Brian Danielson just because of this type of stuff they don't understand it and so Zack Sabre Jr. is in that same place of like every wrestler and a lot of fans say that he's the best technical wrestler but like the other fans don't really understand it and I think people are now starting to understand it being able to be in a match with a a high two high profile matches with who many consider the American fans consider the greatest technical wrestler of all times got him to that spot that he needs to be in and this has primed him to become the iwgp heavyweight champion this year i think with the performances that he's been putting on yeah man i would like to see that for zach kind of long overdue when he had mm-hmm. that new new japan cup win i thought that was the year they were going to put the belt on him um so he looked incredible in that tournament mm-hmm. um but i could see it happening if not this year maybe next year i can right. see it happening um mm-hmm. Yeah, watching every time I see him wrestle Zack Saber as well, I'm just like, man, Brian, I want the Gresham match, man. Like, I'm still sad that we did not get that yet, and we probably would have if he was still in Ring of Honor. I want that match, man. I'm like, what can that can't happen? Because Gresham's, I gotta figure out what Gresham's impact status is, because this match has got to happen. Also, 
we're really close to it. I know they're doing this. I thought that we still have, do we have time for this? I don't think we have time for this before revolution, but Brian Keith and Eddie Kingston had got into the Brian Keith and Eddie Kingston match, which led to uh, Brian Danielson coming down and endorsing Brian Keith. I hope that endorsement leads to a match with Brian Keith and Brian Danielson battle of the Bryants. Because when, again, when I interviewed Brian Keith, uh, the beginning of 2023, uh, one of his, if not the number one dream match on his list was with Brian Danielson. There's a, a story behind it. And now they're telling a story on TV. So to know that they're so close to this is amazing. So I hope that that match happens. But yeah, Meltzer gave the uh, match 5.5 stars. If you guys care about that at all. Um, people have been hung up on stars and reviews and some for some reason everybody got back to the kurt angle deserves five stars or the reviews aren't worth anything because kurt angle never got a five stars and i'll say it here because i said it on twitter if it's a five-star match to you it's a five-star match if dave Meltzer thought it was a four and a half star match if dave Meltzer does four star four star match that's his opinion it doesn't matter if you thought that uh, Rock and or Cody and Roman from WrestleMania last year was a five star match. It was a five star match because that's what you think. It's your personal opinion. You don't have to have anybody else determine what you think. You don't have to have anybody else care. It doesn't matter. Melts or whatever or whatever. These guys got five and a half stars, and it's funny because like Brian Danielson is the greatest wrestler of all time now to me. And for a long time, he didn't get he didn't have five star matches. He doesn't have a bunch like Osprey. Like you would think that he'd be on the level of Osprey, but I think he has less than five five star matches at this point. So like it's crazy to think about. Yeah, I don't really understand the five star debate. Like yeah. I'm just like, hey man, it happened. It's over. Like I just don't understand. Like yeah, Kurt Angle probably should have a five star match, but he doesn't. And I, I feel like people that are like oh well he doesn't have a five-star match so this invalidates everything you think no it doesn't that's no, just his doesn't. opinion like and it's fair to not agree with his opinion it's mm-hmm. it's not the biggest deal in the world i don't know why people keep trying to bring that up and go oh well well look at this like brian didn't have a five-star <laughs> match before this period you gave him the five-star match now so everything you said for this amount of years is dumb and it's like no <laughs> you just don't agree with him and it's fine if you don't agree with him yeah, and they, they don't really understand how Meltzer works. Meltzer, a lot of these people started watching wrestling very recently, so they don't understand well, how these things worked. For a while, Meltzer wasn't giving anything in WWE five right. stars for like years, years and years. Like all the matches that you think are amazing for the last like before like 2014, there was like two, I think, uh, in total. Now there's like. There may, may be 10 now because of, like, Gunther and, and the NXT matches. But for a while, this just wasn't a thing. And Kurt Angle was a victim of that because at that time, Meltzer just wasn't into American wrestling like that. And, like, he was grading. He'll probably say it was all on the level, but he was they, they were starting at a lower level than everybody else just because of what was going on. Because some of the matches, I'm like, how is, like, the uh wrestlemania 25 which i think is the greatest uh wwe match of all time undertaker and Shawn michaels like that's not a five-star match but i think so it doesn't matter that melter doesn't think so is where we're gonna land with it you know right look it's that's his opinion on what what is or isn't a five-star match but that's one person's opinion i just don't yes. understand why people get so hung up on this um 
but yeah, I, I man have been thoroughly enjoying uh, Brian's time with AEW. Just this kind of stuff, getting to see him go to Japan, getting to see him wrestle wrestlers like Echizero, mm. um, getting to see him do totally different things. Um, man, when all is said and done, I think his AEW run is gonna go down as like one of the greatest periods of his career. Like. Easily. What a career! Thinking about the time, I always I, I don't know if I've ever told this uh, this story on the podcast, but um, it's funny because uh, before we got on this podcast, somebody was tweeting about that. But uh, in two thousand one, WCW Vince McMahon bought WCW and ECW died, and I was a diehard ECW guy. Like I loved ECW so much, like it was everything to me. It had died so like two important things wrestling was monopolized like within a month like shit was crazy and so there was like this void that needed to be filled and so i had gotten to independent wrestling later that year early 2002 as we know ring of honor began i got a ring i got the first ring of honor tape a few months after it came out and i remember i got it specifically because of amazing red i just amazing red was the guy that tape and the main event of that show is Loki versus Christopher Daniels versus Brian Danielson. And yes. I remember taking that tape to my friend's house and being like, this show is really cool. I love the amazing red match. I think raising amazing red wrestles, uh, Jay Briscoe, rest in peace in the first match. And I'm like, the only thing I don't like about this show is the main event. Cause these guys <laughs> are in here doing this grappling they're like doing they're all like in the like it's just not the i like spot food they're not doing spot food they're in there like striking and do doing exactly what they did with zach saber jr and brian danielson and i remember taking it to my friend like i don't really like i'm not a fan of this guy like online brian danielson the way that we talk about him now like people on the internet were talking about him in 2002 they were like this guy's the greatest wrestler of all time you have to see him he had won the the best of the indies a tournament here in the Bay Area in APW. So he had this thing, and I was like, oh, I don't really like him. But something had happened like later that year. I think what happened is I started training professionally for a little bit wrestling. If you guys didn't know, I have been in the ring. I started training professionally, and I under I started to understand the little things that this guy was doing. And then like this switch flipped, and I was like, oh, this guy is the greatest wrestler of all time. So like I've seen him go from being an indie star to being, I remember Colt Cabana one time saying, you are our Luthez. Like you are like the guy, like you're the God of this. He went from that. I remember when he got signed to WWE being like, I don't know, man. Like, it's not <laughs> like, it's way different than it is now. This was in 2008. So it was like low key had just got signed. He was another big indie name and he didn't work out. Like he got fired. So it was like, Oh man. Like, Brian, I don't know if this is going to work out. They did the NXT thing with the Miz, and I was like, oh, this definitely isn't going to work out. They're already playing this guy. <laughs> but it ended up working out for a little bit. He ended up getting fired uh, very soon after that, so shit was crazy. But then he came back, and he had some issues. But then it worked out, dude. Like, I was at WrestleMania 30, one of the greatest moments of my life, watching him hold those two belts up after I had said I didn't like him in 2002, cut to 2014, I'm seeing the greatest moment of my life. Then this guy retires. I'm like, dude, this emotional ro roller coaster of what he's taking me through, I can't take it anymore. I remember that retirement speech being like, holy shit, Brian Danielson's gone. 
And then Brian Danielson comes back somehow. Oh, actually, my neck is healed. I'm back out here. Has a match with Shane McMahon for some reason. I don't know what's going on. But he's back. And then about the tag match. <laughs> Philip Lindsay, we all know. My favorite wrestling moment of all time. He is a part of, he is the fucking reason it happened. Kofi Mania, WrestleMania 35. I cried at a wrestling show because of what this guy did. I didn't know. I, after that, it was like, I don't know. What, what, what could more could he do? This guy went on to go to AEW and have another fucking career where he's having amazing matches. The stare down, just the stare down with Kenny Omega changed lives. Then he went on to have bangers with him bangers with hangman page now they have him in this retirement run or whatever this is having some of the greatest matches still the match with okada was just a month ago and that shit was one of the best matches i've ever seen i'm saying all that to say the greatest wrestler of all time brian danielson we are lucky to be able to see him do this still at the highest level and this guy has been doing it for 20 plus years at the highest level uh i'm just I feel blessed as a wrestling fan to be able to watch something like that masterpiece with Zack Sabre Jr. after all these years. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought if he ended his career um, after he retired, um, man, he's had a, a amazing career. Of course, I didn't want to see his career in that way, but I was like, man, if you just end your career on that, the fact that you had this amazing indie run, made it to WWE, actually made it to the very tippity top of the company, um, that's enough, um, right? But he, this guy came back, had another really, really good WWE championship run. Um, yeah. Got to put over one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Um, and and then I'm just like, all right, well, you know, had a very good Roman match uh, to end his time with the company. I don't know. Whatever we, we do, here, do from here is cake. I was sitting in the press conference when he debuted for AEW, watching him say, man, you guys are basically in for a ride because – there's nothing like incredible res- pro wrestling because you can show it to anybody. Incredible pro wrestling is fucking awesome. And I sat there like, man, this is going to be fun. Never would have imagined <laughs> that at this point we would get everything we've got him wrestling Suzuki. Like oh. all of the guys he's wrestled, like just the, the Omega match, the Hangman match is like, what a run, man. And it's not over. Like It's, just, it's not over. Like, it's just <laughs> amazing. June Akiyama is next week, bro. This guy's going to be in Arena Mexico with the rest of the VCC. We're in for a high, high time. Will Ospreay's coming into AEW. Okada's coming into AEW. Like, there's going to be some. We haven't got the Osprey match yet. No. I feel like that absolutely <laughs> has to happen sometime this year. Definitely. 1,000%. And could you imagine what they're going to do together? Yeah. Wow. Good segue. Out of Brian. Speaking of Osprey, uh, New Japan New Beginnings ended with Osprey officially having his final match with New Japan. Um, very, very long cage match. Um, <laughs> what did this clock in at? I don't know officially. I need to know. <laughs> uh, I don't have it in front of me, but very long match. Um, uh, enjoyable matches and spots. At some points, I was just like, boy, this feels like a little overindulgent. Um, but really, the story of this match is uh, United Empire taking on the Bullet Club, led by Finlay. Um, I, I think it was a good spot to end uh, 
Osprey's run with the company on, especially mm-hmm. because he's you know a big part of his last part of the comp uh, of the run with the company was him turning heel and being a leader of uh, United Empire. But man, this was this was long, buddy. This was long, <laughs> long, long. Uh, I like I said, I enjoy the story they're told. I think we could have got there in a shorter period. I think it at spot it could have been executed a little bit better. But man, you're not going to be able to beat that moment of him. Going all that way with United Empire, the heel, and coming full circle and being like this beloved figure in New Japan, um, ending the show with him standing at the top of the ramp with all the United Empire up raising the crowns. I thought that was a really, really cool moment in his New Japan run on. Um, Of course, very excited to see what he does with AEW, but man, for me... New Japan, of course, is where I discovered Will Ospreay, man. Like, watching those uh, junior heavyweight matches he was having, watching him transition to a heavyweight, uh, the story and stuff he did with Okada, um, man, what a a time. Like, it doesn't seem like, what, seven years he was with uh, New Japan? Mm -hmm. Doesn't seem like it because it blew by really fast. And he's kind of like Okada where I, at one point, couldn't imagine him wrestling anywhere else, but... Mm -hmm. I think for him to get his shit off and do the same stuff he was doing there, AEW makes the most sense. Uh, already got the announcement for his first pay-per-view match coming up. That will mm. be Will Ospreay taking on Takeshita at Revolution. Very, very excited for that match. Um, Nuts. Yeah, the match clocked in at one hour and four minutes and five seconds. <laughs> wow. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I liked it, though. I think... Uh, if it was con- if it was forty five minutes, like we this would be a totally different conversation. I'd be like five stars, blah blah blah. I think there was just a little, it got a little overboard. But I understand yeah. it's it's Osprey's last match. It's a big cage match. Like it, it it needed to be that. I think and and I think that they with at the end with Osprey and how they celebrate and everything happened. I think they executed the vision. But the real coming out of that, Gabe Kid, man, coming out of this year, yeah. Hey, yo, the guy got, Gabe Kid. <laughs> you gotta figure out a guy, a way for this guy to lead this group, man. I'm Gabe Kid is my favorite member of Bullet Club at the at the moment by this far. Guy. Yeah, love this guy. The way he came in and House of Fire when he came in, just him talking his shit the entire match. Loved it. Uh, yeah, another yeah. guy that, that I thought came off looking really, really good was Aaron Hanare, mm. man. Mm, big boy, big boy, throwing them blows. He got blo- bloodied, bro. It was a, it, it was a, it was yeah, a time out there, man, 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 man. But yeah, I think that uh, this match was a good way to kind of send off Osprey. Osprey is a funny kind of uh, trajectory and career too. I remember off rip, I was an off Osprey fan because Spafu, man. Like the first time I discovered this guy, he was doing shooting star presses, he's doing twistings. Phoenix Flashes. He's doing all the crazy shit that is present today normally on TV, just like way different than everybody else. He was a skinny little kid out of the UK. I remember the matches with Ricochet before getting to New Japan and just remembering being like, oh, this guy's definitely going to be somebody. And then he developed into essentially the best well the way that i describe it is like the best creator wrestler that you can make like when i was making creator wrestlers as a kid they pretty much were will osprey like everything that he does the way that he works uh prior to kind of how his main event is style is now like when he was merging the doing a bunch of spots high spots and flips with 
kind of how he is now. Like that's what I imagined pro wrestling legit to be in 2024 is what Will Ospreay does. And he carved his career in New Japan and became the the world champion. And I think, like you said, at one point it was like, oh, Will Ospreay is going to be here forever. Like he yeah. is. He's going to be the number one guy, Jen, that ever has walked through here. Like he's carving his place in that. And then now we're at a place where he's leaving and it's like, wow, him and Okada at the same time. It's like, that's a heavy blow for New Japan. And and it's crazy that Osprey kind of really submitted himself and cemented himself as who he is now due to Okada. So for them to leave at the same time is like, yo, this is nuts. But yeah, I thought it was a really good way to send Osprey off. But them, but what's co- to come, Phil, has gotten me very excited. Takeshita and Osprey at Revolution with that sold out crowd that's going to be in there, bro. That shit's going to be nuts. Yeah, uh, yeah, really good send off for Osprey. But I think even better than just giving him his send off, I thought that they got to highlight a lot of the United Empire guys. They did. They got to highlight a lot of the Bullet Club guys moving forward. Um, I think that um, if you're one of those people that are like, oh, well, Okada didn't put anybody over in the way out. Like, you didn't see, like, the future of the company. I think that, at least in this match, you saw a lot of the younger guys that are going to be moving up, moving forward. Um, If you're worried about, like, oh, man, who's the big guy can start? They don't have an Osprey, but I do think that, man, that kid, gay kid, man. Right future for that guy, man. Very, 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 very bright. Yeah, I saw that this week of people being like, well, Os- why doesn't o- Okada put anybody over on the way out? It's like, it's not his fault. Like, he's not booking. That's uh, He's gotten to a position where he's an icon and they're not going to put a bunch of people over him on the way out. That's just not how, like, they're the guys that they send off like this, they just, historically, it doesn't really work like that. You know what I mean? Like, they... They, they'll have, like, the next guy, like, Naito and Sonata and all these guys kind of set up. But it's never, like, he beat them and then it's on the way. Because, like, even when Tanahashi essentially patched the torch to Okada, he was still there the whole time. Like, it was like, yeah, you're the next guy, but I'm going to be here, too. So, it's like, it just doesn't really work like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Redman is absolutely right. Uh, that This is the best we've seen Francesco Akira look. Um, yeah, I thought both great. the Catch Twenty Two guys looked great. I don't know why TJP is still doing this like vampire mask gimmick, yeah. but um, we know what TJP can do in that ring when the bell rings, and he showed up, man. Like that's why I'm like, man, all of the guy, all of these guys in this match really contributed to this match. I just think it was a little bit too long. I do think the execution in some of the spots were was also a little bit off, but mm-hmm. really enjoyed it for the most part. Really enjoyed this show. I thought this was a banger of a show. Yeah, that's how uh, New Japan, the New J- New Beginning shows usually hit like this, and I thought this one hit pretty hard. I had the whole timeline talking, had it 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 executed the way that it needed to go, like and and again. But these last Okada matches, like you guys should have just sent him off with the Tanahashi matches. Like, why are you even like? What is the point of this? Like, I know you guys had some extra dates, but like, why didn't you like do something fun? Like, this is yeah. not fun. Yeah, you could have did some other singles matches if you were gonna not end with the. Like, I, 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 again, I understand the history and the reason why you did the Tanahashi match here. But you could have done some other singles matches for those next two shows other than these multi-man matches. Um, or just put the two multi-man matches before and then do the Tanahashi match as the last match. Like, I don't really... 
Yeah, I don't. Mm. I don't know. I think they were trying to get the Tanahashi match in because of their history at New Beginning. And they were yeah. trying to specifically get it on the show, but yeah. Um, but yeah, man, ending the show with uh, uh, Osprey being tearful. His speech at the end was also very good. Uh, him closing the show with his bow and then doing the crowns um, with uh, United Empire. Really, really cool visual. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, later in the day, we got the news that Okada is AW bound. Um, that, of course, is the report coming from Fightful Select. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not too surprised by that based on no. like Okada's wrestling, based on where I think he would fit best, based on some of the connections he has in the company with the elite. Uh, this makes sense. Um, and I've been saying for about two years now that Tony Khan wants to bring Omega versus Okada to the United States. And so I think if you're getting the news that this guy is going to be a free agent, the person I knew was going to go after him the hardest was Tony Khan. <laughs> yeah, that's what, like, when I heard that news, I was like, oh, that's not surprising at all. Like, I know Tony Khan was like, Okada's a free agent. Like, I'm going to talk, like, he's going to get everything I got. Like, if he ends up in WWE, I understand. But Tony Khan was going to throw him all the bags in the world because it's Okada. And like, like you said, they want to have, I know they want to do this match with, Kenny Omega and there's been some talks of them potentially having doing some stadium shows in Mm -hmm. America that are not the Arthur Ashe maybe potentially somewhere else so having a big marquee match like that somewhere else in America um, for the first time ever is like yeah a goal so like least surprising news at all Okada with his connections to a bunch of people in there and it's so funny coming out this the the Adam Copeland that happened happened immediately after that news came out was great. But the people, even the coping people were being silly of saying, oh, we've seen that before. You've seen what before? <laughs> yeah, it, it was a lot of uh, very funny tweets that day that I was looking at. Like, it's OK, guys. It's OK. It's OK. You can let it out, man. I'm just like, but what you we've seen uh, uh, it's because we've seen that before. No, you haven't. He's been in AEW two times. Like he's wrestled, uh, he's wrestled Kenny Omega before, and he's wrestled Brian Danielson and maybe a couple of other people. But there's like a laundry list of people I want to see him against, and there and things I and I still want to see him against Omega again, and, and against Hangman, and against Swerve, yeah. and against yeah. like well, this is it. Like what are they talking about? I think a lot of Western fans have to understand. For people like you and me that watch more than just WWE and a lot of the U.S. wrestling, um, there is a big amount of fans that didn't understand the Kenny Omega appeal until he came here and became a television wrestler. Right. Um, And I think a part of not understanding that appeal is not witnessing the Okada matches. Yep. And so I think a the the missing piece for some people is bringing Okada over to the States and doing that match here. Mm-hmm. And so I've been excited for that for a long time. Listen, I know certain people will be upset with me, but <laughs> if that match happens in Chicago, Illinois, <laughs> you will not be able to sell me anything. Like you won't nah, be able to sell me anything. That's, that's, absolutely that's not. I'm like, putting my bid in like you. Know, I got a couple stadiums y'all could have it at. Do not listen to Philip Lindsay. California would really, really love to have that. Osprey and uh Okada no. <laughs> uh Kenny Omega and Okada match here in America in California. Sign me up for that. No, but initially, uh even when they announced AEW, we all kind of thought like 
some way we're going to be able to get that match in America. And, you know, we didn't know that Okada would be signing over to AEW to do it. We kind of thought maybe it would be a forbidden door type deal. But it's like, yeah, no, that was off rip. One of the matches we had of like, well, we could see that here in America. So, again, not surprising that he did this and not surprising that he's going this way. I know some people were excited. They were like, oh, that'd be interesting to see him at WrestleMania and all this. But like, no, sorry, buddy. I think I told you the story, but um, I have not said on this podcast at, at, at some point during Royal Rumble, um, I was sitting there and I was talking to the homie Najir who sitting next to me. And he asked me where the Okada co- going to go if he's, once he's a free agent. And we had the conversation about it and a bunch of people around us joined into this conversation and it kind of turned into a bait. And I said, uh, I think he's coming to AEW. And all of these people seemed to disagree with me. And I was just like, I stood and I, I I was telling them based on this reason, based on that reason, but they all were just like, nah, man, he wants the money. He wants to no. wrestle on the biggest stage possible. And I was like, but he doesn't need the money. His his wife is a huge celebrity. He's been wrestling for 17 years. He doesn't need the money. Uh, yeah, I, I get possibly wanting to come here and get the big, big bag. I also get wanting to wrestle on a big stage like WrestleMania, but we don't know that he wants any of those things. What we do know is that he does have connections with certain people there. We do know that there are other specifics to his uh, career that if you think, all right, him leaving New Japan, he wants to work a lesser schedule. That's part of him. That's, of course, me assuming. I don't know this for fact. But based on other things he says, kind of an educated guess that mm-hmm. I think that, that that style of wrestling was starting to become taxing. You think he's going to leave there and, and go wrestle WWE schedule? Yeah, no way. Like he's 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 leaving New Japan because like doing the G one, doing all these big heavy tournaments, it's taxing on your body. Getting your ass beat by Ishii and all these Osprey and all these guys every single night in forty five minute matches is crazy. But then coming over to America and flying for two hundred fifty days a year in WWE, like that's also beating up your body. I don't, that doesn't sound that appealing to some people. Like. It's the biggest stage. It's all this, but it's a lot, man. It's it's also taxing on your body having to travel all these places and and work that schedule. Yeah, so uh, I I'm not as as surprised that he's going to AEW. Um, of course, we don't know that for fact yet. That is just we don't know that. Yeah, this could change. Um, it could be at WrestleMania. It could change, but I do think that that's where he's going to end up. Very excited about that. Uh, yeah. There's cool things I would have liked to have seen him do in WWE, but. Not as, as as excited of seeing him come to AEW. I mean, come in, I mean, come on. I was at All In. He was on that card. And so this just feels like the logical next step for him in the U.S. Um, I just can't, still can't trust them with the male Japanese star in WWE. So I never had faith. I'm like, there's yeah. no, I, I, it's Okada and he should be, but I just, I couldn't trust them to. What they yeah. did to Cody, I'm like, that. What you think they wouldn't do that to Okada in five seconds? Come on, dude. Yeah, I think, that, and that's why I'm saying there are things that I would like to, I, I do like the idea of him coming over here and being the first Japanese WWE champion. Um, but did I trust him to do that and execute it well? Um, no, not really. No, absolutely not. But yeah, all speculation. We don't know. He could not be here. Uh-huh. Or he could be big business also. I don't know. Nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything. Could be big business Okada. Yeah, um, course we'll finish up his time the boss with, uh, the boss okada <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course he will finish up his time with new japan at the end of the month uh but yeah 
exciting exciting free agency news uh yes excited to see what he does next in his career still very very surreal that this guy will not be wrestling for new japan i'm still having a hard time uh wrapping my head makes sense it doesn't even sound right when you say it out loud i'm like what Okada's yeah. not in New Japan. Where where is he? What do you mean? But it is going to be super interesting to see him as a weekly American television wrestler. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be in some positions that are going to be great, but the internet's going to be like, "This is what y'all wanted him over there doing. He's wrestling." Blah blah blah. <laughs> like inevitably, inevitably going to happen if he's not champion within the first year. Oh, this is what y'all wanted him to do. Y'all wanted to be wasting mm-hmm. his time wrestling this guy. Blah blah blah. Like, yeah. uh, I'm sure. not looking forward to that. But it's the internet at this point, and I will tune it out. Uh, we got some more stuff to hit, but before we hit that, gonna hit a word from our sponsors. Um, then we're going to jump into some Young Buck stuff, I assume. Yeah. We've been telling you about the benefits of FitBod.me slash PPV for quite a while now, but there's so much more. 150,000 five-star reviews, over 5 million downloads, 400 million workouts logged. A lot of people have tried out FitBod, and now you can too. You can get 25% off at FitBod.me dot me slash ppv all of your subscriptions give you full access to their premium features you need to stop guessing and start working they have daily workouts that generate your workout of the day based on your muscle freshness preferred muscle group and things that you want to target there's equipment selection so maybe one day you have bands maybe one day you don't maybe you have weights one day maybe the next you don't maybe all you have is the ability to do body weight exercises they help you out by using the equipment that you have available. There's goal and experience settings. There's muscle recovery. You can connect to your Apple Health, your Fitbit, your Strava, all that good stuff at fitbod.me slash ppv. Street counters, timed intervals, circuits and supersets, and you can ask trainer or ask a trainer if uh, the video demonstrations and exercise instructions are not good enough for you. Fitbod.me slash ppv. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot me slash ppv boy your boy was struggling trying to get to this uh ad read um <laughs> i just i just i could not breathe for a second <laughs> i was trying very hard to wait until we got the ad read up and then i could get up and blow my nose and like get myself together but it was just not happening um you could have should have told me. We could have got into some super chats like we're gonna get into now, and then I could have, you know, took over uh, why you why you died on the side. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> of course, fitbot.com. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saving Phil's life uh, today, Fitbot. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is from uh, Comics Beat. Uh, it's not anything. It's just uh, uh, super chat. But thank you for that. Appreciate um, you. Shawtown Spurs says Cody about to be the '90s Jazz, make it all the way back just to lose again. Nah, mm. nah, man. he didn't. He didn't. Too, he didn't uh, go back to back at the Royal Rumble just to lose, man. Nah, 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 nah. Delay Grat says, "What if Seth turns on him and costs him the championship?" I already don't like this. Or Damian Priest cashes in. I don't like that either. Or maybe Rock turns on Roman and helps Cody. It's all very intriguing, but the wrestling is way better on AEW regular TVs and pay per view. Listen, I keep seeing people come up with all these scenarios. 
No, just <laughs> give him the win. I don't want to see a swerve. No, I've seen a bunch of people saying the, uh, the Seth Rollins turn on and thing. I'm like, why don't I don't really? Why are we doing that? I don't you like know. it, and I don't want Damian Priest like. All the times Damian Priest could have cashed in, do not choose now to cash in. Like, this would be the absolute worst time. You had about 20 chances to make this happen. But if you choose Cody's moment to make it happen, you're do, out of here. Do <laughs> not do this. Nobody wants to see this swerve. I just, mm-hmm. you do not have to overcomplicate this. Just give him the win. <laughs> just mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> Oh, Comics Beat came back with the Super Chat saying, unasked. <laughs> Can The Rock still put on a banger match? Uh, we don't know. Um, and that's going to be interesting to see how this pans out going into WrestleMania. Um, I, I don't know. Based on the way that they're pivoting, I can understand it. Because this guy hasn't wrestled in years. So if we are getting a tag match, I think that this is a better way to see where he's at in ring and to kind of right. utilize him that way as opposed to going straight into like a one-on-one main event match the issue is that i have is it's gonna be a tag team match and he's gonna be tagged up with the guy that only works 10 times a year so it's like how much (laughs) you know what i mean it's like the i think this is gonna be shenanigans and elements and stars and lights and all this not gonna be like a classic rock is not here to put on a classic match he's here for the shenanigans no, he's he's here now. Can he? I think the light the, the the landscape of wrestling has changed, and the way things work and the way think people train. He's been doing Fast and Furious and shit. I don't know. Maybe things are different. I I, I guess we really just don't know. Yeah, uh, we're gonna see though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we gonna see. Uh, James Branch twenty three said a bit off topic, but I've never wanted to see Ricky Starks and BG. Bullet Club. Okay. Bullet Club. Okay. Bullet Club Gold until I saw... Oh, there you go. I never wanted to see Ricky Starks in Bullet Club Gold until I saw The Rock throw the gun up. <laughs> yeah, The Rock, we're going to get into how he threw that little thing in there to get everybody in a damn frenzy. L's up for them headers. <laughs> L's up for them headers. Stephen Marcusili says, do you think Rock versus Roman happens in Saudi or WrestleMania 41? I think that if they're going to do that match in Saudi, Stephen. I do. I really do. Please don't. I think that they're going to do the tag match. I think they might potentially do Ro- Rock costing Roman the belt and at Mania, and then they do the Saudi match of Roman and Rock. That and sounds all bad. I do not want to. God match. awful, but I, you I know, don't I don't know. Um, yeah. I could see it happening at WrestleMania 41 before I see it happen at the Saudi show. Maybe at SummerSlam. Uh, but yeah, and I that feel like might if be. You got rock now. You gotta get. You gotta get anything you that's... can get from him because he might have that one match and be like, "All right, that was it." <laughs> that that's exactly what I'm thinking too. That I feel like you got to get it as as soon as you can. But buddy, I do not want to see that at the Saudi show. God. Bad, but who got the bag? We got yeah. the bag, A real big one too. Uh, New Rag says Brian Danielson, Year of the Dragon, Goat Booker Two. Yeah, I mean. I forget that he, he is helping out a collision over there. So he might just be like, all right, and then next week, I'm going to wrestle Jun Akiyama. And then next week, I'm going to wrestle Echicero. That would be hilarious if he's just saying that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Will Chisholm says, your boy Seth cut the great promo. I'm ready for the Avengers theme to play when he was talking. <laughs> uh, Yeah, man. Look, man. A lot of people was talking crazy on my guy's name, man. 
had to come out here and let y'all know that he could still produce fire every now and then. I still see some people trying to hate on him, even when he cut this incredible promo, man. But listen, it's that guy, man. <laughs> we'll get into it in full. Uh, uh, Amir El Karani says, "What three matches would you book for Forbidden Door?" This is a good one before we move into WWE talk. Are we going to be in some AEW talks? Continuing right here, actually. Um, first, I would do. See, it depends on where Forbidden Door is because this could potentially be the the Okada and in uh, Omega match if it's in yeah. America and in a big enough place. We don't we don't know where Omega Omega is in his recovery yet either. Also, so that's mm-hmm. that's gonna change. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't because I do. We think he'd be ready by June. I I don't know. It's tough, especially for a big match like that. Yeah, and it's already February. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. coming up faster than a lot of people think. It'll be June before you know it. Definitely, definitely. Um, well, I'm putting Mercedes in a match with. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> Who else? Mercedes is in a match. Okada's in a match. These are, I don't know if these are real. These are pure speculation. Don't forget. Um, and then Osprey and see that, that that's where it gets kind of confusing with um osprey and okada because do you put them in like new japan matches at forbidden door like you know what i mean like do because they're going to be AEW stars by then are they do you put them against new japan guys but they just left new japan that's weird isn't it um i don't know i i think that you have to assume that they're going to be on the card but if you just put them against new japan guys that's a match you could have seen last year all right I mean, mm-hmm. for me, I think mine's is, uh, I would I would do Mercedes versus Tam McKenna. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the story writes itself that uh, Tam had to match at Wrestle Kingdom, the shortened match with Mayu, and oh, then, true. of course, Mercedes came out afterwards. And you could, you could kind of have the beef with Tam be that, you know, I had the moment at Wrestle Kingdom, and I lost it because everybody was talking about you and not me. And I mean, you could even turn that into a triple threat with Mayu if you want, because Mayu's the current IWGP uh, Women's Champion. But I think it makes the most sense to do the match with Tam and mm. Mercedes at Forbidden Door. Um, for I also think that you kind of got to pull the trigger on uh, Bullet Club Gold, Bang Bang Gang against uh, current Bullet Club as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like a year has passed. That's enough to establish the Bullet Club guys over in Japan. I feel like now is the time. I don't know when uh, Juice is going to be back, but it just makes sense to do like the eight man match. Um, right. Uh, he said three. Mm-hmm. Uh, three. I am going to say get Shingo on this card in some way as a singles wrestler. Yes, used to happen. Mm-hmm. He's been on other cards. He's been in tag matches, but get this guy wrestling in America in a singles match. Uh, so I would say Shingo versus Hangman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The match. Or Shingo versus Joe. 
Shingo versus Joe also sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, just get Shingo on this card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to get Shingo on this card, especially after the Moxley match from this year. It's like, oh, he earned his way onto the card, you guys. Like, in a singles match, like, he's been on the card before, but we need a big single shingles shingo match single shingle match <laughs> uh yes boy says line of the week during willow versus sky blue stokely on commentary said this match getting me so hot i'm gonna play some bone crusher after this <laughs> stokely is such a funny guy their their angles that they've having with uh willow and chris it's really great too i'm loving everything that they're doing i'm glad they're getting time glad stokely's being able to do his thing that's all yeah. of our super chats for now. Appreciate y'all. Stokely is good to give us at least one one liner every time, and right, it never disappoints. Um, mm -hmm. I think we have a handful of humper chats. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, we got from Tyrone Kitty says, "What's up, OG Reg and Phil? Shout out to MVP Micah Parsons, who uh, shown that the Cowboys run and FB and BB." Uh, uh, hope your weekend as well. Fun fact: It's almost thirty years in WWE had Rocky reunite with the Nation of Domination with Heyman playing the Owen role. Poor Cody, man. Um, it, it was definitely with some Rock joining the Nation vibes to that segment. Um, Heyman being Owen Hart is really funny. From Vance played, he says, uh, "Glory Pro card from tomorrow yes. is on Insta. Pull it up." Um, I don't have that. my Instagram in front of me, uh, but uh, he sent suits two chats. I got you. <laughs> uh, from Bizarro Big Girl, he says, "Hey fellas, uh, an off an off topic. Saw a video of Tiffany Stratton and her Bama Slamma and <laughs> Moon Slot on uh, Selena was rough. Uh, she is coming short and hitting people um, with her knee to the chest, and it's not the only only time." Uh, are they rushing talent or does Tiff need time? Um, I just think with moonsaults, it's it's tough to measure, especially with somebody like Selena. Selena's a little bit shorter. I don't think that, I don't think that's a time thing. I just think that that's just like, it's an accident. I don't think that you can judge her off of that. Yeah, that's not a, a, a Tiffany Stratton issue. We've seen people that do the best moonsaults in the world do that same thing. It's just sometimes that's just how Spacing it happens. is just off. Sometimes it's just yeah. an accident. Right. Um, yeah, but I think Tiffany has a has a bright future, man. I really like Tiffany. I think she's looked good with uh, in the spots that they've given her. I thought she looked good last night. Yeah, uh, I thought she did well in the Becky feud. Um, I thought it was time. I thought it was time for her to move up. There was much mm -hmm. more for her to do in NXT. Yeah, I like that match a lot with Selena. I think both Zelina, both of those women were having. Uh, they were going for it, and I thought that. What what how they train wrestlers over there and how I've seen some of the women strike. I'm like, yo, Tiffany Stratton's kind of throwing them things like that. People were coming out of that being like, she's too rough. And I'm like, go for it. I need more. Lay it in. <laughs> Straight up. I'm Lay like, what y'all mad She She's going for it. This is hard. But yeah, I'm excited about her future. She earned her way into the elimination chamber. I'm sure she's going to do some kind of spectacular cool spot and, you know, go viral off that shit so i could see her being uh one of the champions by the end of the year honestly me too i could see her being champion at least either by the end of this year or sometime sometime at the beginning of next year mm -hmm. uh, from nelson months he says uh what do you think will be the two new who do you think will be 
the two new LFI members. I can see Thunder Rosa and Jack Perry. Rosa to get her aggression back in the ring. Jack Perry showed Roosh in their match that he's worthy of a part LFI. And like Moxley shows up in New Japan out of the blue. Um, I do think it'll be Thunder Rosa that'll be the woman. I, I think uh, Jack Perry is a stretch. I think that it'll probably be a Mexican wrestler. <laughs> Don't yes. think that it'll be Jack. But uh, Thunder Rosa and uh, LFI is... I'm liking it. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. If that's if that's where they're going, Thunder Rosa, will of course, showed up in CMLL last night on camera, which I thought was really dope, um, and is going to be having a match next week on Collision 2. So, yeah, um, they have a pretty good pick of wrestlers. I don't know if they'll maybe try to get an American wrestler in there to throw things off. I, I don't know. Interesting. I think it'll be the revamped um, version of Black Taurus, if I had to guess, because um, he is going to get the he's going to get the new name. We don't know what they're changing his gimmick and everything to. I think it's going to be who whatever Black Taurus ends up doing. Philip Lindsay got it right on the money, and that's hot. <laughs> it is wild to think like he's not going to be wrestling against Black Taurus. That's so, weird. Yeah, but I it. I just think with with what they do, and if, if you are going to change his whole look and everything and his name, it makes sense to add him to that group. So that's my guess. That's my great way to reintroduce him. And yeah, it is going to be weird that he's not going to be Black Taurus anymore. But he's so dynamic and and game changing that it's not going to matter. Like for, first, it's going to be weird, but then he's going to start wrestling. And you're like, oh yeah, I don't care. He's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's my guess for that. Mm-hmm. Um, another. Uh, AEW news. Uh, the Young Bucks always will find a way to upset people. And uh, this segment this week uh, with Darby got people pretty riled up. Um, I didn't really get why people got so upset about it. I thought it was fine. Uh, but I got up the next day, and that's all people were talking about to start the morning. Uh, we got the Dave report where Dave was very much uh, miffed. <laughs> <laughs> about this very, Dave was very 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 upset for some reason he was mad that Darby didn't mention the beatdown from last week he didn't mention Sting's sons and he got to a different point he thought like a couple of people I saw online kind of saying it they thought it was a little too inside baseball as they say of like Darby was saying some things which a lot of people the whole point of this is like these are things that people say about the Young Bucks. We've heard them either in kayfabe or like they really feel like this way about the Young Bucks. So it wasn't a surprise that was the angle he took. And then like the story that he tells, there's some elements to it that are true. So it's like I understand why he took the 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 took the route that he did. I actually like the promo. Like when I got on and seeing people being like, ah, oh, blah, blah, I was like, yo, no, this promo is kind of dope. Like Darby's. I understand if you don't like the way that Darby does it, but I, I, the way that he does it is appealing to me because it doesn't seem like cookie cutter. Like he has a different cadence. He has a different flow to his promos and like, he just approaches them in a different way. And I think it's so Darby Allen that that's why I like, like this promo was a Darby Allen promo. If you think back to when he was in the four pillars feud and he cooked in some of those segments. And I think that, this felt like that. So I didn't really understand. I was like, what is Dave so mad about? I like that promo. Yeah, Dave didn't seem he didn't understand, like you said, why he didn't bring up the beatdown from the dynamite before. He also didn't understand why he was bringing up certain things um, <laughs> that uh, may or may not have been Cornette speak. And I 
I, I get the cornet aspect of it because I get not wanting to give cornet attention on your television show. But they are not the first heels to do this. Um, MJF did it. Um, Dan Lambert did it. And so I don't think that that's a bad way to get heat. Um, but I understand, like, people that are like, you don't want to feel like you're validating Cornette's complaints about the show. I think um, what this is, it's, like, different than, like, Lambert or that, like, who is, like, what seems like Jim Cornette's least favorite tag team ever. Yeah. It feels like the Young Bucks. So, like, it hits harder when it's said to them because – he has a history of saying these guys are the worst, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think also like, but I do shown, understand. <laughs> they've shown from, from the beginning of this gimmick that, you know, the bit is that they're leaning into all of the criticism of him. And like the mm-hmm. biggest young bucks critic out there at the moment is Cornette. So yeah. I figured at some point they were going to lean into it. Also, you got to look at how we got to this point. You cannot, erase how we got to this point these guys were in the middle of a baby face uh run they had just reunited with the other members of the elite but they had to pivot because they're getting booed because of the cm punk stuff mm-hmm. i don't think it's a coincidence that you're also referencing cornet stuff in relation after the cm punk stuff because mm-hmm. cornet has very publicly sided with punk um you've also had this belief that punk is a cornet guy mm-hmm. and so i don't think any of that was a coincidence i think playing into that was very very intentional um yep i think the darby stuff i thought the darby promo was very good i don't mm-hmm. know why people were upset with it i enjoyed it i, I mm-hmm. thought it was probably one of his best promos to date right um, i thought uh it made sense for him to be the guy to say those things because a he has been a cody guy like Cody is a big part of his. Yeah, that's like known, right? Like they've been yeah. playing out that story his whole time at this point. Yeah, he he's like that's been a big part of his history with the company, his storyline with the TNT Championship. That made sense. So I I understood him saying, "Man, the the, the EVP that I liked is gone." Mm-hmm. Um, that made total sense. Also, for him to have this beef with the Bucks, the last person that Punk aligned with, other than FDR was Darby Allen mm-hmm. and Darby Allen on screen said this guy is my friend. Uh also had the match. Wasn't it, I was gonna say wasn't his first match in AEW against wasn't Punk's first match against Darby Allen? Yes. He mm. also teamed with Sting and he did the makeup in that one mm-hmm. episode of the Trios match. Right. So he he's been aligned with Punk mm-hmm. basically his entire time in mm-hmm. being with AEW. So yes, it would make sense that if they're doing all of this stuff coming out of the punk stuff, that he would be kind of the guy that's a baby face that speaks on behalf of certain fans or a certain part of the locker room Mm -hmm. that is upset with the bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, All of that stuff made sense in character. Now, of course, some of this stuff is probably K to the fave as well. Yeah. But I didn't mind all of that. Based on everything we know about Darby as a character, all of this stuff fit. Darby is also mm-hmm. an anti-establishment guy. Yep. He's walking around with the ultimate anti-establishment guy in Sting. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah, cool. of course, he would have a problem with two 
EVPs overusing their power. I mm-hmm. thought all of that stuff made sense. I didn't understand why people were so confused by it. Like, oh, it's too it's too inside baseball. It's too much backstage drama. Yeah, I know that, you know, for some people that's going to be a slippery slope. Still going back to the punk stuff and still playing up that stuff. But at this point, we're here. And at least all of the stuff Darby has said and done, it all plays into who he is as a character. Even the, even the California connection stuff. He said that on TV before. He said that during the Four Pillars stuff. So yep. I didn't mind any of that. Yeah, no, it, it all was like, like I said, stuff that the Young Bucks have heard and things have been said about them in kayfabe and in real life. So it was like, this thing's pretty on the line. I don't really understand what's going on here. That was a really good match, though, to, to get into that angle with the Bucks. Yeah and top flight uh i had to remember seeing that same match a year earlier live in fresno and i thought that this was coming into this heel young bucks thing i was like nervous that they were gonna just do a bunch of squash matches leading into the the revolution pay-per-view i was like man they're just gonna wrestle a bunch of jobbers and probably beat them up but no this match was like everybody got their shit in like top flight was really going for their stuff uh they they had the young bucks on the ropes uh, very interesting that the Young Bucks have thrown zero super kicks since they've been back. Haven't seen one at all. Uh, but yeah, great stories to be told leading into that. I liked all of it. Yeah, I, I thought all of it. I thought all of it worked. Um, I do still think that it's a slippery slope playing up some of this stuff and it is. blurring the line between what's real and fake with the EVP stuff because uh, some people really, really don't like the Bucks. Now, you're going to yes. get the heat from those people, but you're also going to confirm for some of those people that these things are are true and not a part of the television show. True. Um, and so it is a slippery slope. I, and I can also understand people um, that since Punk is gone and he's over there and not talking about them anymore. All right. Well, why are you still mentioning anything related to him anymore? Just move on. I, I totally understand that. I totally understand. Fair. I totally understand as well that you've got Joe being a, uh, no nonsense guy on television, and he's making a point as champion to move past backstage drama or inside baseball stuff. He just wants to make it about the wrestling. I do understand having that happening on TV, and then the Bucks are still doing the same thing that they've been doing for years. I can see where that's a disconnect for people, uh, but nothing they've done so far. I've just been like, nah, that just didn't hit for me. The other right. thing that I've mo- I've noticed as well, them mentioning the Cali Boys thing think that that was a very intentional nod to one jack perry and that's another reason why i do not think jack perry will be joining lfi because i think that these guys are gonna use their power to bring jack perry back to aw use their power to bring them back good angle i like i was like because we haven't really gotten to his new japan shit yet so where is that gonna lead but if they use his power to come back and then the Darby thing, the connections, like a lot of connections here. They they tied some loose ends. I thought it was a really good story going into because it couldn't all just be about Sting. You know what I mean? Like yes. it should be like a lot of it is about Sting, but the, a little part of it playing into the Darby thing, I think, just enhances the match. And them announcing that the match is going to be the match is happening and it's going to be a tornado tag match. It's like, yeah, you got Sting has to go out with the tornado tag, man. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. Good stuff. I, I like the way they're building to the match at the pay-per-view. 
I am starting to think more and more that Sting and Darby are going to win, and they're going, and Sting is going to retire as champions. Um, yeah. But either way they do it, I would be fine with it. Personally, I like I said, I, I like the angle they're building here. I can understand why some people that don't like the Bucks might be annoyed with this, but <laughs> it's fine. They've been doing this for the longest. They've been trolling people for a big part of their career. It's a big part of their appeal as characters at this point. And either you're going to like it or you're not. Now you getting mad at, now anybody getting mad at the Young Bucks, that's just fuel. That's playing into the character. Like, you'd be like, I hate this. This is dumb. And like, yeah, you're supposed to, I think. You're supposed to hate it. Like They're heels. (laughs) We're about to talk about a heel that, somebody that recently turned heel that just lied and lied and lied. That's what the heels do. (laughs) Uh, The the funny thing I also think about this as well, I don't know if people picked this up, but for about a year, this was a big part of Seth Rollins' character. He played up the idea that people online did not like him because they felt like he was a company stooge. And then there was, of course, that report that came out that he did that locker room leader thing, and <laughs> which turned into a back and forth with Dave. Um, and he brought that that to television, and that was the start of the Messiah character. That was the start of the character that he's currently doing on television. So I don't understand why people don't see that this is a work. It's a work. <laughs> they can't. They don't want it to be. They're like, it, here goes some bullshit again. It's like, it's like now everything's gonna be a mystery because like, is this real? Is this this? Like, no, nah, dude. Something times it really is just wrestling I on mean, TV. Even if you look at it this way, man. Right now, uh, <laughs> um, The Rock playing up the real world stuff with him as a member of the board of directors. It's the mm-hmm. same thing the Bucks are doing. It's a work. Ain't it? Ain't it, though? That's what was funny because I saw some people being like, oh, this thing's too inside baseball, the singles like that. But they were celebrating the kickoff shows like, but that's. Didn't we have a? Isn't this all inside baseball? Like that was all. The whole thing is based off internet talking shit too. Like, well, I don't, but, I'm confused. And it and it's not even really inside baseball. It's stuff that is on the. It's, it's stuff, stuff that people know. It's stuff that's public knowledge. It's it's stuff mm-hmm. that's now. I'll give you certain things that are are like stuff inside the wrestling bubble. But it's it's. I just still think it's very clearly a work. I don't. Right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> kind of annoying but super cool though i thought like i said I, I think it's all really good and and yeah i think i'm along with you i think they're gonna retire sting as the aw tag team champions and maybe reintroduce new ones we have a new tag team tournament like i think there's ways to, to do this and and that's kind of a cool way to send sting off add some prestige to those belts and uh just have a really cool moment to end that show Cause I don't know if you want to like end Sting's retirement with him all bloody in the ring, beat up. But I mean, he also might want to. I don't know. Nobody knows. Maybe, but I was fine with it. I I thought it worked. Um, I think uh, out of the stuff from this this week's Dynamite, that was the thing people talked about the most the next day. So, mm-hmm. job job done. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I know watching that show and them announcing that the Texas death match was going to be the main event. I was like, Orange Cassidy and Matt Taven in the main event over some of the other things that were in the show. I was like, I don't really know if that's going to 
be the move. But then Orange Cassidy and Matt Taven went and had a fucking banger and they fucking tore it down and Matt Taven showed y'all niggas who Matt Taven is. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot we all had Matt Taven fucked up. It's Orange Cassidy, bro. Like, I mean, yes. And Orange Cassidy is just, uh, you know. No, it's Orange Cassidy, man. Yeah, I, I, you cannot underestimate this man. Every time people see his matches up there, and they're like, oh, why are they putting this as the main event? Why is this getting this focus? It's going to stink. Like, Orange Cassidy does not disappoint, man. Never. Zero. He could be in any position. I didn't think it was going to stink or anything. Like, I know that both of these guys are incredible, but, but it's like, oh, that's interesting. But then every time, like, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, I forget Orange Cassidy's incredible. And, and the first match, the middle match, or the last match, he's going to fucking give it 100%. What an amazing display from him. And I see people online. People are still running with this narrative. Oh, John Moxley. And now they're saying Orange Cassidy needs to take vacations. Like after what they're, why would you want him to take vacations? They're still putting out amazing stuff. But I mean, if they're, if you feel like it's been a little too much and maybe they, they need to take the gas off it. I could understand. I wouldn't, but I could understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was very surprised that people uh, got this upset about it. And then we got the report later that day where Dave got into, I guess, like some frustrations backstage. Um, the timing of it was very interesting. Cause it the came, timing was super interesting. It came right after he said those things about the Bucks segment. And... Uh, he also says some things like some some of the backstage uh, chatter where people have been frustrated is uh, in relationship to um, the crowds because the crowds are getting smaller and smaller. And you have Tony Khan at the same time saying everything is fine. Everything we're, we're growing as a company. We're doing big gates. But then you're going out there and performing in front of less crowds. And that's understandable. But the thing that I thought was strange about it was, like I said, the timing of this coming out. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're try- trying to push this idea that people are back there frustrated to kind of serve your point that you were making about the Bucks segment. But right, exactly. I, it wasn't like he didn't put that story out because it was like this pressing thing. He put it out because it, it felt like he put it out to prove his point. And it was like, I don't really know. Yeah, it, it felt very... Uh, I don't know. It felt very much like him stirring the pot a little bit. Right. Uh, but I like don't it, it, like it didn't even seem in correlation. Like, see, they're talking about this when this is going on. It's like, what What do you what that got to yeah. do with this, though? Yeah. And so you look, I, I don't know that. I don't know if that's true or false at all, but I don't know, man. Just get to the grabs, bro. Like, I just that's it. <laughs> I know I don't ever hear any wrestlers complaining about the attendance, but that's. That, uh, no, that but see that could be true, and it, it's an understandable grievance. Yeah. But my thing is, why do we need to know that? We don't need to know. That's probably why <laughs> I don't know because I don't want to know. Also, like what I don't want to hear about that. I well, personally, I don't want to know. I I just don't. I don't want to know. Um, yeah. I just think that some things we don't need to know as the public. Um, Being like yeah. Darby should have talked about uh, the Sting's brothers uh sting sons beat down to uh wrestlers are frustrated it's like a crazy transition though like how did that <laughs> yeah and, and, and look that might not have been what he was trying to do but the timing of it was very very odd i just think everything around it was odd but i don't know just... and it's just always interesting with with stuff like this is because like the the consensus is is that dave is a young bucks guy like the whole thing yes. is like oh they 
here, here we go. He's giving these guys five star. Here he goes, blah, blah, blah. But like now it's not like that. So it's just funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought his uh, his response to that segment was very interesting. I thought like every the, all of the talking points around it was, were very odd to me. And just even that report coming right afterwards, I was just like, okay. And then, then he had to see nerve with Dave. Then he had the CMLL stuff that was coming after that, which was in relation to the Conan stuff and people. It was just it was, oh, like, it was and then the uh, the Rock and Triple H thing that he said that yes. happened. That I'm like, yo, Dave is having a rough week. <laughs> it was it was a it was a odd week for Dave. Uh, um, yeah, I just was like, and I mean, so I like stared down with a ten year old video. I'm like, Dave, what is what's going on? Yeah. They don't yeah. look like that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I, I do think that uh, sometimes I very much agree with Dave's opinions. And Definitely. Sometimes, sometimes his, his reports are on the money, but every sometimes now and then I'm just, like, I'm just like, what is this? I don't, I don't, I don't understand what we're doing. <laughs> sometimes, you know, like he's putting, he's putting out this report because somebody's trying to cover their ass and it's not him. So, like, if he says something like, oh, this person, blah, 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 and then a day later, actually, I heard that blah, 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 it looks crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like, oh, that person probably got back to you. Or a CMLL story drops, and then uh, you say, oh, actually, the AAA wrestlers can't be in the same shows that the CML wrestlers go. And then that looks like something if the... You the, the retractions you come out are saying, oh, actually, and it's blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, why do you have so much about this triple a side of things i wonder where where'd this information come from where'd you get it from just man? curious who told you about this <laughs> and do have... you listen to his podcast yeah does he have a podcast <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah. that's the game though i see it, it's a thing with a thing with another same thing with dave was like oh if he gets three stories wrong that doesn't mean that everything he's ever done does, is null and void. He's not credible anymore. Like, no. And that who wrong is probably even the wrong thing to say. Like, if he gets some different information or something, blah, 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 like, that doesn't take away everything he's ever done or what he's going to continue to do. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, this, this was kind of my thing when the punk stuff was happening and we were getting Dave reports all the time about all this stuff. And I was just like, I just don't think that some of this stuff needs to be out there. There's some of this stuff that I just don't. And I, I just think some of the reporting on it just didn't really help the situation. Um, so, but who am I? I'm just some guy with wow. a podcast. We just got a pod. That's it. Let's get into a couple of uh, super chats before we talk about The Rock. Uh, Bad Little Bit says, why do Marks complain about everything, LMAO? Um... <laughs> Entitlement. They've conditioned bad. us to do this. Bad little biz. Bad little biz. Shout out to bad little biz. But yeah, it's a it's a bunch of things. It's like social media has told us all that we have a voice and everybody got a podcast. It's like it's a bunch of stuff. <laughs> it's a lot, man. <laughs> Ooh, every time I see a uh, uh, some. Uh, podcast clip going viral i'm like man if somebody's like i have sometimes when woman's like oh what do you do and i'm like pod i like i don't even want to say it to her because i know the stigma that's around niggas with podcasts and so i have to like walk a very fine line because <laughs> it's nasty out there phil some of it these is. clips i'm like yo 
what are y'all talking about? What is this? Yeah, some of, keep keep some of these takes, bro. That's all right. Keep them, dude. We don't want to hear this. These men, sometimes I'm like, dude, lock them up, all of them. I lock them up. up. Like, what are y'all like? Y'all, y'all are functioning in society. I'm scared. Yeah. Uh, Arduit says, "Happy Grabster Day." I'm a ways back in the vid, but on Dave M, no shade on him. His career is huge, but we got to stop uh, defying the dude and his opinions. I think he means deifying. Deifying. Sorry. I don't know that word. I'm not it's up like, on as in words. like uh, you know, making you know, making him bigger than what he is. He it's a great know. word, Arduit. I just want to say that deifying. I'm gonna add that to my to my uh, arsenal of words. But yeah, um, see again, it's on the fence because I think we sh- he still has a voice and he still should be validated like i don't think it should be i don't when people are like we shouldn't listen to that motherfucker i don't think that's not how i feel like i think we should still listen to it's dave like i look forward to his match ratings i look forward to his uh obituaries that he has on wrestlers who passed away i look forward on his yeah. his uh his historian knowledge of the the wrestling business sometimes he gets caught up in bullshit but like again that's the game Exactly. That's the game. And that's why I never turned it into, oh, this guy sucks. Like, no, no, no. I, I get what some of this stuff is. I just don't agree with it. And I mean, th- there's there's plenty of other things that he does that I do think. Uh, yeah, sometimes there's some stuff I'm like, oh, I, he's an old man. I'm not defending that shit. You know? Yeah, some, some of his opinions I just am not going to agree with. And that's just anybody in this space. You're not going to agree with everybody. But um, I'm sure there's hella people that don't agree with us. We know for a fact there's hella people that don't agree with us. <laughs> Not I'm sure that I'm, I'm positive that people don't agree with us because they tell us they don't agree with us very often. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm not going to always agree with his opinions or viewpoints, but um, his reporting sometimes is uh, accurate. And I do yeah. think that his his place in this space as a historian um, is very much needed. And I just don't. I don't I, I don't like what people start turning it into. Ah, well, Dave just sucks and there's no place for him in and his business of, anymore. Dave's sources are exactly who the person he's talking about. So, you know what I mean? Like it's he has a different level of of availability than other people. Like if he tells a story about somebody in WWE, like a rep from WWE is going to call him or the person that he's talking about. Same thing in AEW. If you tell the story about Bob, he's going to talk to somebody from there. It's not like he's just pulling these out of his ass or he has somebody that knows somebody that he, knows somebody. He, got he knows somewhere. the person, you know, he, he got it from somewhere. A lot of stuff he reports. Um, if even if it's inaccurate, he got it from somewhere. Um, exactly. From a place that didn't feel like it would be inaccurate. So if it is inaccurate, he's like, well, damn, I got it from the motherfucker. Or, you know, I don't know. I don't want to get into, you know, completely bashing his his uh, reporting because I can't. I'm not in on that. Like, I can't do that. I, I, there are some things that, um, again, I just I like don't it. agree with. So I like him. I don't yeah. know. What do you want from me? I, like I said, and I always say that we wouldn't be in this space if it wasn't for Dave. He created Absolutely. all this. He created the wrestling media, wrestling opinions. He created all this shit. Like, I don't I can't. Uh, Corey Davis says, Obafemi, uh, Trick Williams, Braun, Mellow, Dragon, next up. Yeah, last night on SmackDown, they announced that the homeboy Bond Breaker is now a full-time SmackDown roster member. 
boy Brian Parker is out, <laughs> out here doing his thing. Signed a contract yep. with Jade in the room. Jade was looking at that contract like I don't know. I don't man. know about all this, big dog. <laughs> Jade looked great though. Um, just seeing her in the same space as Bianca, just oh, it just feels so good, man. I'm like, there's about to be a million dollar money match coming up. Why are you uh, squinting your eyes? What's going on there? <laughs> Because you caught me in the act. Um, I, I'm 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 interested, Mister HD Sports. When have you seen us bash podcasters on on our podcast? Like I I tried very hard not to talk about most content creators, and that's that's specifically why Show me the I did I did not want to bash Melter here because I try to be very careful about who I talk to here. I I don't know what show you're talking about me here. the clip. Which which podcasters are we bashing? I probably bashed JD I, from New York before because he fucking I, sucks. I I'm confused by that statement, but whatever. I I don't I don't know the the point I'm making is <laughs> moving on. Yeah, <laughs> moving on. You're making stuff up. Uh, Corey David says, you think WWE would allow AEW to use WCW Sting footage for his retirement? No. <laughs> They're not giving nobody nothing. And then Bragov gifted a Fightful uh, membership. Uh, shout out to Bragov. That's awesome. Appreciate you, Bragov. Uh, don't think we have any more Humper chats, but I will double check. Um just, about just to get into Flow Rider from last night. I mean, The Rock. <laughs> uh, just, just to just to uh, wrap that in a bow is that uh, essentially what I'm saying when I say I don't want to bash Dave is that I try very hard not to talk about most content creators in this space because I know what I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be a content creator in this space. I know what it's like to either have an article or have a podcast and put it out there and you have all these random people on Twitter or wherever else just throwing shit at you and it doesn't feel good to have that come from somebody else in the space that people respect and listen to their content so I don't want to be a guy that ever kind of tries to weaponize our audience to go against other people I, I just don't think that that's I just don't think that's something necessary to do. So you won't catch me doing that on on this podcast now. And also, uh, your uh, your little message is egregious. First of all, because Dave is not some fucking random podcaster. It's not the same. It's not the same at all. It's like comparing a fucking person that does this to fools that are doing this. Isn't like we're not even the same as Dave Meltzer. No, we're we're, talking about it. We're not. I mean, we're We're podcasters, and that's fucking Dave Meltzer, dude. What are you talking about? We're not we're not in the vein of Dave. I just think that uh, it's just I just would not do that to other people in the space. Now, are there people in this space that I don't like or I don't agree with the content they make? Absolutely, but I try very hard. But we don't to spend not our time on our podcast talking. Spend time on this podcast talking about those people. Like that's, that's just not something I think you guys are interested in listening to. And that's just not something I'm interested in doing. Um, we got one one Humper chat here. Again, if you want to send us your Humper chats, humperchat.com slash Fightful. Uh, we got one from Baba, Brian Danielson versus uh, Yoshihiko at Forbidden Door. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm a Baba. What was Drake's line? <laughs> <laughs> you talking about the, uh, I'm not with the rah-rah, I'm a yeah. da-da. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not with the rah-rah, I'm a Baba. <laughs> Drake, how do, sometimes I'm like, we talked about I'm it on this before. Rah, rah, I'm, I'm like, a die die. How did, he's number one. He's the guy. He's he is the the standard. Like, 
in the past that no, none of the number ones would be able to get away with what he's been able to get away with. And it's like, it's just interesting. Like, I'm happy that we've gotten to this place because hip hop was terrible for a while. And he's done some things where I'm like, what, dude? But like, it's just interesting that we've gotten to a place where he could do and say any of the wildest bars in the world. And people are just like, yeah, that's Drake. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, we got one last big topic to hit. What happened? Before, <laughs> before we hit that, I'm getting another word from our sponsors. Then we're going to get into the most electrifying man in sports, sports entertainment. BetOnline.ag is the official betting partner of Fightful. 100% of the time when you get the odds from Fightful, they are coming from BetOnline.ag. And it's not just wrestling. It's not just MMA and boxing. It's football. It's basketball, baseball, hockey. They have the earliest lines. You can bet big with the high limits and rebet functionality. They have the fastest payouts with winnings paid in minutes and the industry's best bonuses on every qualifying deposit. They've been trusted for 25 plus years. It's not some fly-by-night company. Bet Online AG has been there. They've done that. In addition, they're trusted by millions. They've got VIP rewards programs and a ton of popular games. BetOnline.ag. That's where I go to make my bets. That's where I suggest you go to, my friends. Please just bet what you can and bet responsibly. BetOnline.com. That is where you can find all of your betting needs. Um, facts, facts, facts. Go over there. Get your guys' bets, but bet responsibly. Uh, before we move on to the Rocks, I forgot our homie Van Twinblades. Two, two, two chats to let us know about Glory Pro, which is taking place tomorrow. It's actually their seventh anniversary show for Glory Pro. And I watched Glory Pro ascend earlier this week, Van Twinblade. And it's a really fun show. It's free on YouTube if you guys haven't seen it. But they're going to have uh, in the main event for the Glory Pro Championship, it's going to be Warhorse himself, Jake Parnell, taking on Alex Zane. They got Moses and Ethan Price defending the Glory Pro Tag Championships against Philly and Marino Experience. You got Ali Catch, homie from Bussy, taking on Maggie Lee. You got Steph DeLander taking on Tootie Lynn. That's going to be Big Bangs. You also got Stallion Rogers taking on Camaro Jackson and many, many more. Glory Pro Wrestling, their seventh anniversary. Van Twinblade has been on almost every single Grapsity telling you guys to watch it. So please watch it. Please go check it out. Appreciate you, Van Twinblade, for your support, my friend. Yeah. Um, everybody calm down. I see I see our chat is still going crazy. Everybody oh, calm down. Gonna, I'm not. I'm real <laughs> everybody calm down, man. It just it's it's all good, man. Like <clears throat> doesn't need to be a thing, man. Like I, I did not think that me saying that I didn't want to bash somebody would turn into people debating, but <laughs> go figure me trying to say I don't want to go in on somebody is This is why. I don't know. So yeah, SmackDown. <laughs> I watched SmackDown last night. The Rock um, is back. The Rock is here. Yeah, I, I so I suppose like I was wondering was this a pivot? If we came on here last week and we talked about uh the kickoff show and just everything moving forward um and I you know, it seemed like they were moving on with the tag match, but it seems like the tag match is happening based on the WrestleMania <laughs> trailer that they put out on the day of the Super Bowl. They had the the which 
I ain't even gonna front. I thought it was dope. Like the the, the gra- <laughs> just the production of it, having having uh Cody and Rollins walk in and they did a stare down with Rock and Roman. They had like the the flash of both guys with their belts. I thought it was dope. And so I was like, sure seems like this tag match is happening. Mm-hmm. Um if you were still in the camp that it seems like it might be a one on one match with Rock in some way, I think the stuff this week like kinda effectively puts that to bed. Mm-hmm. Um we got the stuff on Raw first, and they made they clearly made the point that it wasn't just that Rollins stood up for Cody in the in the kickoff show. It made the point that Rollins is aligning himself with Cody. Um, I thought that that was a very clear sign that they were doing a tag team match. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the segment was very very good because mm-hmm. um, it would have been really easy for them to just leave the kickoff stuff where it is. And just go, all right, well, he just stood up for him in that moment. Uh, to to go further and tell the story that this has been, like, his most heated rival- rivalry for the last year, like, going even into this year that you thought eventually Cody would be, like, a challenger for the World Heavyweight Championship or he's going to be a guy that is going to be still a thorn in his side. For him to be like, nope, I have to back you. In order to overthrow this guy who has too much power, I have to side with you. I thought that was a good story to tell, and mm. I thought that that was a really good place to go with Rollins' character, considering where he's been with that character for the last four years. Um, and I thought the Rollins promo was fire. Fire, that's probably... <laughs> Listen. Here we go, man. Your boy been on bended knees for a few weeks Here now, we go. and I want him to stand up off that bended knee. He did. He Listen, man. Dare I say that my guy stood on business because he said, listen, I stood in that press conference the entire time and I watched those guys sit and act like you winning the Royal Rumble doesn't matter, that their power offsets you winning the Royal Rumble. And I could not let that stand. And I was like, as the guy that has been the champion for the people for over 200 days, that was the guy to say that. He was the guy to stand up for stand up for Cody. And again, I think it makes sense with what his character has been. His character has been all this time that uh, I I am the leader this company needs. I am the person that's going to lead this company into the future. And in order to get there, you guys need to follow me. And for him to say, all right, you guys are following me. Seth Rollins. All right, we, we put... That that has nothing to do with this segment though. In Seth the segment, Rollins, all the, he's talking about is please, please, please talk about me. Please, 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 somebody mention me. Please, somebody have a match with me. Please say my name. Please, please, please. I have this championship. Does anybody want this championship? And everybody's like, no, leave us alone. And he's like, please, please, please. But what about the rock? But what about this? Dude. But what does that have to do with this segment though? This segment doesn't matter in the lexicon of anything. What the do you Smackdown, mean it doesn't matter? On SmackDown, they didn't even mention Seth Rollins. He doesn't, he's not a part of this. He doesn't, nobody, he doesn't matter. He's insignificant. Roman said, you're number two. Go stand over there with that loser, and he will never recover from it. You can keep talking to Cody all you want, but you look like a second-rate loser, Seth Rollins. Nah. Yes. I, I don't see how you going, oh, well, he said he's he's a loser. How did that discount the character moment that he had on Monday? It doesn't. Because that moment doesn't matter to me because he has no credibility at this point. He doesn't have any credibility. He's the champion. Me. What do you mean he don't have credibility? He's not. He can't even defend it. Like I said, 
credibility when he got injured and said i'm gonna still be here but not defend the belt you're acting just like roman why are no. why do why would no. i care why, about this why are we still doing this why would point, i care bro? about this because that's what it is why are we still doing this we made a point? new belt to to not have this bullshit going on where nobody's defending the world championship and he's doing the same thing bro can't he's even not walk. doing the same thing doing? at all he, he can't defend this belt same shit same shit He's just like the guy, Roman Reigns. They're the same he thing. He is the nothing difference? like Roman in character. It makes no sense to say that. This guy is hurt, and he's still been on TV every week. That other guy ain't hurt at all and won't show up. That Listen. doesn't make sense. No, 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 no. We're killing this. He's like Roman debate to bed for, for good is. today. This is a he stupid is. fucking talking point. It is. He is. He's nothing like Roman. Roman's whole point is I don't need to wrestle because I have power. This guy is saying I can't wrestle because I'm injured. It is not the same thing at all. And it's then exactly again, again, on top of that. And then on top of that, this guy has been hurt, and he has been there. This guy has not given working. people opportunity after opportunity, bro. Like I'm, nah, man. He's That's nothing not like bro. Opportunity. If you're representing for the fucking for brand, the past three and weeks, you want he's been this belt to be something, and you are holding it hostage because you can't. How is he holding it? it hostage? He's hurt. If you can't defend it. Give the belt up. That's how wrestling is supposed to work. Yo, if you can't work I... for thirty days. Give somebody else the fucking belt. We made this belt so we would see the world title on TV. I'm if Roman can't de defend it, and they're not gonna let. If Roman's not gonna defend it, we know that he's not gonna defend it. Put it on somebody who's gonna fucking defend it then. And if, Ro if Seth can't defend it, put it on somebody who can. Bro, what's the point of having two world champions who can't fucking work? Bro. Oh, they're not. We know that they're not gonna make Roman work. So put the belt on somebody who is gonna work. But that doesn't make make him like Roman. When you say he's exactly like Roman, it, in character, nothing nothing he does is like Roman. That's a stupid talking point. It, it feels is. like it to me because he's it, supposed to be representing the not. brand. But if you were representing the brand, you would give the belt to somebody who's fucking deserves it. He's just like Roman because Roman's being selfish. In this point, he's being selfish because he's holding the belt hostage. But, that, but this is why I two tried to, selfish guys. But this is why I tried to cut you off before you even started this debate over again because the entire point of this segment from Monday was him being selfless. His entire point was, "Hey man, I'm not the guy to beat Roman. You are. I am backing you because you are the guy to beat." guy to beat him this is your moment that is that is outright him being selfless what how in any way is that him being selfish because he still has the belt he still has the belt you're the yo, world champion I, and you can't defend the belt yo, I, you're the I, world champion and you can't defend the belt I, 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 I got nothing else the belt that they made because you're the workhorse if you're a workhorse give the fucking belt up then you can't work horse What's the difference? I don't understand the difference. I think your sound went out too. Okay, you're back. Nope. Yep. Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. No, I just full stop think that that point is stupid. It is. Because you can't say that he's like Roman when everything he does is specifically the opposite of Roman. 
It is. Him him being the guy that works more dates than him, him being the guy that provides opportunity and lets contenders earn a spot to wrestle him is nothing like Roman. His entire beef with Roman is I am owed a rematch that you won't give me and I've given everybody a match. That's not the same at all. Just because the guy is hurt and he can't wrestle, that don't mean he's the same. That makes like, it null and void to me. If you get, if you you can't defend your belt and you're still trying to talk like you're somebody, you're nobody. You can't even fucking defend your man. belt. What, what are these talking points? Why are you here if you can't wrestle? The whole point man. of me, again, I don't give a fuck about stories. I don't give a fuck about nothing. At the end of the day, I want to see y'all wrestle. And if you can't get in the fucking ring and wrestle, why am I listening to you? Just like with Adam Cole, I don't give a fuck about the United Undisputed Kingdom because he can't even walk, dude. What are you talking all this shit for? You can't wrestle. Get in the ring and defend your belt then. What does that have to do with the wrestling It has stuff? to do with a lot because I can't take you as a credible champion if you're trying to act like something, but you can't even do it. <sighs> I don't know, man. This completely threw me off my scare square about talking about the tag match because you're now going to get to this he's Roman debate and I just don't think that that debate makes any sense it, it doesn't, doesn't but i'm it, saying i'm saying i was just saying that all. because like this rollins i'm just saying the rollins promo doesn't hit because he doesn't have any credibility for me right now so like the the cody Rhodes shit doesn't mean anything because he's a fucking side character in the story but what does it have to do with him saying that i am i am i am siding with you because these guys are overusing their power I, as a guy that speaks on behalf of the people as this champion, I am siding with you. What does him not wrestling have to do with that character moment at all? Because, again, no credibility because he's doing this shit. He because he's been hurt for three weeks? And he doesn't feel relevant here. Even if he wasn't hurt, he would still be a side character in this show. If he wasn't hurt, he'd still be a side character. He's I, nothing but a I, side character. I just, I, this is very rare on this podcast, but I just completely and utterly disagree with you. <laughs> just like in every single way. I mean, and I would I, uh, I don't imagine, think, yeah. And it isn't, it isn't just that I'm a Rollins guy. I just think that you missed what his moment was in this promo. You just but completely. I can't, like, but I'm saying I didn't miss it because it was never going to hit. He could have said anything ever, but he has no credibility for me right now because they did this to me. First of all, when he didn't defend his fucking belt, but then at that kickoff the, show, the dude has been defending his belt for anything. over two hundred days. Like I just don't understand the hang up of I'm injured, so I can't defend my belt. So all right, that just that, that means nothing you did for the rest of this reign matters. Like that's that yes, doesn't make sense. Because that was the point of the belt. What's the point of the belt? What's the point of the I belt? I don't know, man. What's the point of the belt? So why do why do I care what you're saying to, to Cody Rhodes then? You're not a part of this. You're not a part of this. I I think most of what you're saying does not make sense, to be honest, bro. I I don't think it makes sense. What what doesn't make sense that I don't care about his promo because he has no credibility for me? No, I I think you're trying to compare him. It is still the same for me. None of these fools are defending their Let me finish. Let me finish. I think you're trying to compare him to Roman. Just flat out doesn't make sense. Neither one of them are defending their belts. That's my point. But but when you say that it's it's the same, it's not the same. He cannot defend the belt because he is hurt. But like, it's exactly the same because we know Roman's not going to defend his but belt. But it isn't the same. It's the point I'm making to you. It is not but the same. If they're not gonna, if they're not gonna make Roman defend the belt, and we know that's a guarantee, why are you gonna have another guy that can't do it? Is what I'm saying. So so my counterpoint to that then would be. 
if fair is fair and you're saying that Roman should defend his belt and he is cleared, why are you then trying to force me to give up my belt because I'm hurt? Because you will not make this guy defend his belt. My point is always going to be just, get the belt <laughs> off a hurt person. I don't care about what Roman has. Why is Seth have still have the fucking belt? Okay, but but it? they but but he's not going to vacate the belt. So we we then have to move on from that, right? Because he's not going to vacate the belt. Exactly. We've and already like we've already established that point that he's not going to vacate the point. Exactly. So my my young hold, boy, hold on, let me finish. Show. Hold on, let me finish. But if we've already established that he's not going to vacate the point, the belt. What does that have to do with the segment that we're now talking about? Because we've already established he's going to be champion going into WrestleMania. I again told you, credibility. I don't give a shit. At the kickoff show, they made him into a young boy. Why do I care what, what you're saying if you didn't even speak up when it was time to fucking speak up? Why are you speaking up now when everybody's But gone? he did. Again, no credibility. No what credibility. What he, he did. The, Off the, the mic. He, with the, he didn't say it into the mic. He waited till uh, everybody the, started going into carnage to say something. The, the promo he cut was an was an, a clarification on why he stood up for cody in the moment he specifically stood up for that guy in the oh moment my. what do you mean he did nothing he stood there the entire time he now say, hey i'm cody's friend on the mic off the mic we're supposed to be like oh yeah 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 no and he and after he had already been felt like a young boy a little fool on the side little bro the whole the whole point of this segment in my opinion and i don't think that i'm off here is that in that kickoff show, he sat there and watched those guys argue the entire time. Mm -hmm. And his takeaway from this, as somebody that has watched Roman abuse his power for three years, is now you're even more powerful because you're aligned with a guy that's on the board of directors. You're out of control. I'm not going to let you take Cody's moment away from him because he earned it. You can't just say he, he can't have a title shot because you two have decided you want the match. No, no, no. He's wrong. And so that's why he stood up for Cody in that moment. And that was his point in the promo on Monday. I stood up for you because those guys are out of control. And it's my fault that he's out of control because I started this by betraying him. The entire reason this guy started the bloodline is because he was unstable before with a guy that turned his back on him and betrayed him. And his thought was, hey, if I go and get a bunch of family members and demand unquestioned loyalty, this won't happen to me again. So Seth's whole point is, this is kind of my fault that this has got this far. Again, this is him as a character growing from the place of saying, I should lead. I am the only person that you should listen to. To him taking accountability and saying, this is partially my fault, bro. I'm with you now. I'm siding with you. And we're going to take them down together. That was the point of this promo. Again, I don't see how you missed all of the character beats in there and you're dismissing it by saying, oh, well, he's hurt. Oh, he's like Roman. Oh, he's, he has no credibility. That does not dismiss the character stuff that they did here. Again, I don't like the execution. I don't. The, the pivot has been clunky. But I thought that this was a great moment. I thought this was a great way to build reasoning for why they are a team and why he would pick Cody's side. I think Cody came out of it looking good, and I don't think Seth did. Boy, we're just gonna disagree on that then, because I just I think that I just I I don't know how much I don't know how much further I can explain his motives or what he did here. I I, get, I told you I don't care about his motives. But that's but that's why I I'm don't saying, care. I I, just, I heard I the know. promo. I listened to it. I know what he's saying. I don't care. That's it. He, he doesn't I don't know, man. Me. I, I don't, don't care. I don't know, man. 
I don't care. Then what? What are we? What are we doing then? What are we talking about? Because I mean, if you just don't care about the guy, that's one thing. But if we're gonna discuss the segment, then we gotta discuss the the segment on its merit. <laughs> I, I, I just guess it on his merit. It's not about him. It's about what happened last night. Then but, last night, the Rock. But I'm, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, besides what you feel about the Seth Rollins character or how they've booked him, mm. I'm talking about the segment on its merits. What does the segment on it on its merits do for the tag team match that they're trying to book moving forward? And it I, does, fi- uh, yeah, that's fine. I'm saying it coming out of it cody looks great i want him to win i think he's good but it doesn't i don't have any interest in seth that's where i land with it okay that's it that's it okay i just i don't know i i i thought that this segment was good because i thought that it gave it gave clarity to seth's motives i thought this this was the best that seth has looked since they started the punk stuff i think it's unfortunate that punk got injured and they had to pivot i think it's it's even more unfortunate that they decided to fucking make this convoluted mess with the rock but i think in the time since then they pivoted well i think the kickoff stuff opened good storytelling possibilities with this and i thought they did a really good job on raw of setting up the reasons why these two guys would be on the same side especially given the fact that they were rivals a year ago this guy waited until after their third match when he had a torn peck to attack him (laughs) like and a year later he's saying no man you're right. I'm with you. Finish the story. Mm. That's growth. Is it not? It is. That's it. I don't know. Did not expect me just bringing up this Seth promo to then turn into this long back and forth. But I, 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 I brought that up to make the point that I think that both segments on Raw and SmackDown were to set up both tag teams. And I think mm-hmm. the story they're telling on Raw is that these are two guys that you don't think would get along based on their history from last year. Mm-hmm. But we're setting up reasons for them to get along. And I think they did the opposite on SmackDown with the Rock segment. The Rock segment was very, very interesting for a number of reasons. I think... Um, just the way that Roman came out, very self-assured of, all right, man, well, it's over for y'all now. We got all the power now. Like, uh, Bloodline's more powerful than ever. And by the end of that segment, I was sitting there like, is it, though? Is it? Um, yeah, that's how I felt, too. Because uh, uh, Rock kind of bogarted the, the spotlight throughout this entire thing. And I think that that was kind of the intention of this segment to set up coming out of the kickoff show where it's just like, oh man, who's going to beat these two guys? They have mm-hmm. more power than anybody else. They're two big, massive guys. They're two big, the biggest stars in the, in the history of the company. Who's going to beat these guys? And then when you look at it, it's like, oh wait, can these two themselves. guys coexist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, if initially I didn't see the the people doing the detective work of when The Rock was like, and you're going to lose the, like how he was doing the point in that Roman. Initially, I didn't notice that. I did notice that I was like, Rock is really making this all about him, it feels like. Like, it didn't, they're like, The Rock is joining the bloodline, but it felt like The Rock was like, The Rock is here. It's all about The Rock, kind of like how he's always been. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I thought this was a very well done segment, though. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I did not know what to expect because we've we've seen the Roman segment of the week so many times. Yeah, exactly. And so we've seen him kind of come out and do a speech, and uh, you know, to varying degrees of interest on my on my behalf. But mm-hmm. and that I, Jinder Mahal promo, I hated that. So I I yeah. was nervous because 
coming into this week, everybody was like, Hollywood Rock, he needs to do this, he needs to do this. I was like, I don't really know what he's going to come to do. But when he walked out with the sleeveless Versace shirt, I was like, I think we might be in for a ride here. I think that some yeah, things look, could happen. Look, when there, there, there were parts of me going into this, like, ah, all right, let's see what this, let's see where this goes, let's see where the Rock and Roman stuff goes. Buddy, when he walked out there with that cutoff Versace shirt, I was like, "Oh, we're back! We're back! Wait, this is this is this is the Rock that I wanted to come back." And I think the the difference between Rock and this segment and any other time we've seen him come back is it felt like the Rock coming back as a visitor all of those times. He's coming down dressed down. He would yep. come down and kind of give like a <laughs> usually comes out in like gym gear, like he just came yeah, from working it, out or something, you know. Yeah, he give like a, a a bare minimum kind of promo where it's just like, hey, here's here's some uh here's some callbacks, here's some stuff that I you guys can chant, and then he's off and he's leaving. This very much felt like Rock is in for the ride. Rock is oh, in the Rock. This felt like Rock doing a wrestling promo, and buddy, I've been waiting, man. I've been waiting. <laughs> he came back and he, he came down oh, and. Good. He, he can't. You know, I thought he was going to get me, Phil, because the thing that I've hated about his promos for the last couple of years is he just comes out and panders. He's like, in five seconds, you guys are going to chant this. In five seconds, this is going to trend on Twitter. So he comes out and he's like, you guys broke the record. And I'm like, oh, no, he's pandering again. But then he brought it right back around to 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 really stick it to him. So he showed me within the first two minutes what time it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I think doing the call back to his WrestleMania moment of him coming out and doing the attendance record thing mm -hmm. and then playing up the fact that also that he's corporate now because he's a part of the board. He's part of the leadership of this company moving forward. So he would be the that guy to come out. Element. I didn't think about that, too. He's playing like the corporate guy saying the numbers. Yeah, so he would be the guy <laughs> that comes out and, and says the numbers. And then he completely flipped it around and man buddy when he said uh when he when he called the people of utah trailer park trash i was listen i was back in 1998 Straight standing up, up no, yelling back. at my yeah. tv because mm -hmm. I, this is the guy that i pulled I, off an invisible elbow pad and threw that shit for sure i, I was like yeah. oh, we are all the way back this is <laughs> this is the guy that i've started watching wrestling idolizing man this this guy for me was my favorite wrestler for a very long time and so when he was sitting all the bits i was like He's really back. This is the rock that I want to see. And so, man, having him out there in the shades and the Versace shirt and running down the crowd, that is the rock. That rock. is the hallmark of that character. And, buddy, he smoked it. He smoked that crowd. Me as a Bulls fan being like, yeah, y'all thought that dodgy pizza was going to get the goat out of here. <laughs> nah, bro. Y'all still ain't got no championships. <laughs> and y'all thought y'all was going to come out here and boo the goat. Man, when he sat there and was like, finally, he was like, oh, wait, y'all want to boo that? Y'all sure y'all want to boo the rock? Finally, your lives have meaning again. Finally, <laughs> you'll have a story to tell all of your kids because finally you can say you witnessed greatness because finally the rock has come back mm -hmm. to salt lake city and like i said Chef kiss. the best part of this is the rock got immediately into lying because he told a whole bunch of lies about cody rhodes <laughs> and Luke. i'm like wait what, rock the, we all watch cody win the royal rumble though so a lot of this that you're saying are lies like you can't lose and then come but he won though the rock but that's the best part about it is he just that's exactly what a heel is, a big old liar. And he came through with a bunch of lies. Great. Yeah. 
I've seen people that said this segment was nonsensical. And, buddy, do I disagree mm-hmm. that it was nonsensical because they laid a lot of Easter eggs. It started when Roman said, hey, man, you guys are idiots. And I don't mean that as in just individually you guys are idiots. I just mean as collectively you guys can be stupid. And he was like, so I just want to warn you guys, when a rock comes out here, you guys can go dumb. You'll go catchphrase crazy and you won't listen to anything, he says. But everything we say has a meaning. And I, when I watched the promo the second time, I was like, oh, I see what you did there. Oh, Roman. I, I forgot that did. he said that. He said you guys are gonna do exactly what they did when he came out. But he but but he made the point as well that there was a little bit of meta there where he said everything here is information. It all has meaning. And there were a few things that Rock said in that segment um that of course were lies. Um like the the part about him man, you don't just get to come back and get a rematch just because you want it, just because you want to finish your story. He did that, that. That, is, that is a lie because he didn't do that. He earned his no, way back. The he Rock did, did that, not Cody. He, he, he then called him a whiner and said, you can't just come back. That's the opposite of what Cody did. Cody didn't mm-hmm. whine and complain at all. He just, he just got back to work, got back and won another Royal Rumble. And so, yeah, that part of it is a lie because – Listen, Rock don't watch the program. He don't have no. to watch the program. No. What is Cody's story? It doesn't matter what his story is. <laughs> That's the whole point. The whole point is that I don't care about any of that. I am an egomaniac, and I am out of touch with the, what the fans want. What you want doesn't matter because right. I am in power. And so that was, the point of, that was the point of everything he was saying. Yeah, he was capping, but very intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was also very interesting that the sports analogy that he made in going at the fans and making them look like losers was making fun of a 49ers fan that was standing right next to him. Uh, Roman did not think any of that was They build the gang from San Francisco. Yes. (laughs) And so um, also the the part that people are sleuthing and him saying, I'm going to do everything in my power to make you look like exactly what you are, a loser, and pointing right in Roman's direction. And I was like, boy, that could be twofold. Is he really playing along? And is he like really, he's playing us? Is he really playing? That he's playing, yeah. Yeah, is he really playing along with this and getting Roman to think he's on his side just to turn on him at WrestleMania? Maybe. Uh, or, and this is what I think is coming, I think he's going to be the one that demands the tag match. And I think Roman is going to be upset with him uh, because he doesn't want to wrestle two nights because he already has a match scheduled. Rock is going to be the one that asked for the tag match to get on the card. And it's going to hurt Roman. Um, and when when Roman was when Roman had his promo and they started chanting for Cody and, and then he was like, Did, you guys already messed this up. Of course, you guys want him. And he like that makes a lot of sense because. Roman keeps thinking that something's going away and then it keeps getting changed. So the rock comes and changes it again, forces him to wrestle twice. That actually tells a really good story. Good, really good story. So even if he doesn't turn him in at WrestleMania, I really think the point of this is that, um, and even if you look at the, the visuals of the segment, you don't have he, to turn on him if he does that actually. Uh, yeah. Even if you hmm. look at the visuals of the segment, um, in every other bloodline segment we've seen at the end of the segment, the bloodline are in the center of the ring. Roman is center. At the end of this segment, they were off to the side. Rock was in the center. Rock 
had the spotlight. And I think the point of all of this was to show already that these two guys are butting heads. And it's just it was in very subtle ways, but you can see that they're already starting to butt heads. And on the other side, on Raw, you can see that these two guys that hated each other a year ago, they've got Our it friends. together and they mm-hmm. can coexist. But can these two guys coexist? I don't know. And that's the story. And that's why I said at this point, I'm all in on the tag match. If the tag match is the is the main event for night one, I'm all in. I think the story they're building so far is really, really good. I I don't like how we got here. I think that this was a very clumsy way to get here. But I think in two episodes of both Raw and SmackDown, I think they did a very good job of building up both tag teams. And buddy, if you watch that that trailer again of those two those two <laughs> teams staring at each other then again. I don't see how you can't get hyped, man, because I'm just you, like, this is the match. Do you think we would have gotten this rock without the pivot shit? Like, say, like, they, the nobody freaked. Cody did that, and nobody freaked out. Everybody was actually excited about the rock. Do you think he would have been healed going into this, or we would he would have been playing up the baby face board well, member guy? I, I don't think we would have, because I think mm. at that point, Roman is still the heel, right? So He's still the heel, yeah. You, you still need to... Um, you still but need. I'm, a baby I'm just face. like this is so good. I'm happy this, that we got here. <laughs> this is better to me. I think that. Right. I I think that for me this makes more sense because now we got heel rock. Boy, this is a version of rock we have not seen in over a decade. Him even being mentioned. on the board makes even more sense. You know what I mean? That makes yeah. it even. That makes it hit harder. Yeah, and I I think this works. I also saw a few things because this could go either one one or two ways. Either this could lead to them getting a tag match. And you can use that as part of the reason that Roman lost the next night. And out of that, he will be upset at The Rock. Um, and you can keep The Rock heel, and you can start the Roman babyface turn. Or Rock is playing Roman all along, and that's how you get to the match. Mm-hmm. Either way, you've got a baked-in way to build to that match. And I kind of feel like that's better than just saying, hey, it's a big match that you guys have all wanted. Yeah. Hey, aren't you aren't you guys always the ones that are telling me, what's the story, man? Don't just give us the match. I think they're actually building a really good story now for the match. And then they announce is Seth and Cody at um, the Grayson Waller effect, right? Yes. For elim- Elimination Chamber. There were some people are trying to think that The Rock might show up there. Well, how, what do you think about that? Maybe. Potentially, I, I, yeah. I, I can see it because they're building it up as such a big thing. They're making it a right. thing outside of the pay-per-view. So I can see something happening. Uh, but again, and this is why I say the segment on Raw is so good because they've done such a good job of presenting motives for these two guys to work together. And, of course, Rock would be the one that's an issue because, no, you overstepped your bounds. It's one thing, like I said, if you're just a champion and you're deciding, I'm not coming to work, I'm champion, I can do whatever I want. But now... It's even worse. The other thing that was confirmed this week, buddy, I said it last week, Triple H. Oh, you got all them bars off last week. Didn't say a word last night when that guy was in the building. Didn't say, <laughs> Where was he? Where didn't was he? See this guy say nothing. <laughs> nothing. They, they, Roman uh, was doing that little selfie promo where he was like, I told you guys, I don't just wear this shirt for no reason. Levels above everyone. And he made that he made that crack at the game. And you can see in the background, the game was coming out of a, t- <laughs> out of a door and walking in the other direction. <laughs> yeah, no, Triple H, you can't be talking that talk and not walking that walk when The Rock shows up. Makes it look a type of way. But yeah, I thought that uh, there was some interesting things in this. Like, it still shows kind of how WWE crowds work. 
Like it's going to like the rock was fighting to get them to like really boo him. Cause I think that he just kind of expected when he said, uh, finally, Oh, you guys are, you guys don't, you guys are booing the rock. Why would you be the rock or whatever? Like it wasn't as much booze as I think he expected them to be. And not because they weren't engaged just because we still want to cheer you. And like, the Rock is a, such an icon that his disses are. I want to get dissed by The Rock. You know what I mean? Like that's not like I'm not going to boo you for that. I'm going to be like, thanks for calling me a dirty loser, The Rock. That's cool. That's your whole thing. So it's going to be hard for him with these new crowds to be like a 100. percent We hate this guy heel because he's just at that level that no matter what, it's The Rock. How do you really boo The Rock? Yeah, uh, but. Boy, I thought he did the best to maximize. But yeah, game. exactly. Like he, he he tried everything and he did it. All, all of all of the old tricks worked at one point. Uh, they tried to chant with him, and when he got to the "If you're smelling," he's like, "No, no, 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 no! Sing a long time is over. You just sit there and shut your mouth and enjoy the riot that I'm taking you on." <laughs> and then he closed it off, and they thought they were going to keep going and do the "If you smell," and he was like, "What the bloodline <laughs> is cooking." Uh, I thought that was great. I thought everything he did in this segment was really, really great. I okay, did not. What ex- about the uh, the subliminal? How you feel about the, him holding an L? Do you think it was a mistake? Do you think it was intentional? I like it can't be a mistake, right? I can't see it being a mistake. Um, I believe that it is a double entendre, buddy, because I think <laughs> I think it's a it's it's a way to make people think again that this guy is out of touch. He doesn't watch the product. He doesn't know that you're just supposed to put up one finger. But I also. (laughs) That's really good. But I also think he intentionally threw that L up because, A, I think, as he said, he intends to make Cody the loser at WrestleMania. But I also think that he is subtly dissing Roman Reigns. Mm. I think that he is, in fact, calling Roman Reigns the loser here. I like I like both of those things because that's funny. Him being like, "Oh yeah, I don't watch the product. I thought this is how you're supposed to do it." <laughs> uh, but either way, I think he did yeah. a, a few things in this thing. That There's were, a lot of subliminals in there for sure. Th- there are a lot of things that I really, really enjoyed about it. But and I did not expect to like this segment as much as I did. Again, I didn't expect to like both of these segments this week as much as I did. But I thought both were great. I, I was thought. nervous about The Rock for sure, man, because it hasn't for the a lot. It's been a lot of years where it's like, I like The Rock, but some of these promos, ugh, but this was, that was Dwayne Johnson. This was The Rock, 1998, 1999, the people's champion. This was him right here. And this, and like, if this is what we're going to get, then I'm in. Um, yeah. And I've seen people say that, why would he have a problem with Roman? Cause they're, they're on the same side. They're from the same bloodline. Um, well, I think his 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 beef at this point is is probably not built on anything other than the fact that I am a bigger star than you. I have more power than you. No, no, no. You are you're over here, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're over here, and I think that in a lot of ways he's been showing that visually, standing next to him, and he's been kind of sneakily saying it. And so, yeah. I mean, I, I you got to wonder why did he want the match in the first place? Like, cause I cause People are like, oh, well, now that he's aligned with him, why would he now hate him? Well, why did he want the match in the first place? Mm-hmm. I think this actually, the, this pivot actually makes more sense of him because <clears throat> it kind of feels like he's going to take him down from the, out, the, from the inside. But even more, he's just like, I'm showing you in front of your face that I'm the head of the table, that when I'm here, 
everything is about me, even if you're standing in the ring with yes. me. And so he could he's gonna essentially visually break them down before he really breaks them down. Yes. I, I, I think that there's there's a lot to what they've done with the rock in a week. And I feel like this is much better than everything that they were starting to do. I think the pivot has saved a lot of this stuff. Um, Cause honestly, how good was a rock Roman one-on-one match going to be? Um, I don't know. I think, I think when you have three guys in there that wrestle regularly with a guy that's now coming back that hasn't wrestled in years, I think that kind of saves it. Um, I think the tag match is going to be better than the one-on-one match. Was probably a one-on-one Roman and rock match would have been, and, I, and I mean, it would have been too many shenanigans. Like it would have worked because they, you know, the the they, the elements that they're gonna have there and the tribal chief and they're gonna have all the family. It would have worked, but it wasn't gonna be like some great match. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 to my point, also, I think the 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 tag match in itself also works because it it sets it differentiates both Rollins and Roman because I think it makes the case that. Roman is going to be dragged, kicking and screaming into this tag match, probably <laughs> by Rock. But I think Rollins' point is, all right, well, I'll do the tag match because I've, I've decided to help you. So I don't mind wrestling both nights because I've told you anyway, I'm the workhorse and I will work if I can. And mm-hmm. so I think his point is, hey, man, I'm going to help you take this guy down any way that I can. If that means getting in this tag match, I'll do that. Oh, now I'm thinking about it. If Rock, if Rock does show up at Elimination Chamber, this is how he could do the match. He could just tell Cody and Seth, "Hey, actually, I'm gonna." He's gonna make it look like he's trying to get the best of them, but it's really him forcing Roman into the two matches. Like he's gonna make it look like I want to have a match to kick both of your guys' asses, but it's really like a ploy to make force Roman into two matches. It's actually a pretty good story to tell. I don't know how they got here, but they got here. Yeah, again, execution has been. It's been a little wonky. Um, it's been a little clumsy, but I do think that, and uh, with just from the kickoff show on, I think they've done a really good job of of pivoting. The Rock, Jimmy. I thought it was pretty. Uh, it looked visually look, looks cool. Um, I'm interested to see how much more of The Rock is on the Smackdowns going forward i know they taped the one for why did they tape the one oh because they're gonna be in australia i'm like why did they tape the ones for next week but they're gonna yeah. be overseas for the show are you gonna wake up at uh 2 a.m to watch elimination chamber uh probably so um it's the morning of our podcast that week so i would assume that we kind of need to so i'll be up watching it uh all right it's why it's another one of those i don't want to say short shows but wwe's doing this like they uh, so far they only got the two chamber matches announced and the two title matches yes and two title um, matches announced yeah so but damn yeah. that's late it is but <laughs> go figure I, if you would have told me uh, a month ago that i would be this interested in this tag match i would have been like but none of this makes sense why why are these four men in this tag match it doesn't make sense but i think they've done a really good job of building it in just two weeks yeah, I'm I want to see how they get around to the um making Roman work two nights. And still, I've talked and we've talked and we've joked and we've argued all the things. Cody Rhodes has to leave this fucking show. He has to win. And it's is- a joke as finish the stories become a bit, but this at yeah, the end of the day, dude, Cody has to win this belt, dude. God damn it. 
he he has to win. And, and this is this is the other reason why when somebody said earlier, should Seth uh, turn on him? And I was kind of waiting to, until we got into the Seth uh, promo to explain why it doesn't make sense. But it doesn't make sense for his character to do that. I think if you have his character progress all this time to a place where it's like, no, no, no. In order to do what's right for this company, to save the company from those two guys who are out of control, I have to back Cody. Um, it would make no sense for him to then turn around and turn on Cody because, no, it did, that that makes everything you've done for the last year meaningless. And if uh, he if they've been talking all this shit about Roman and then he screws Roman, he screws Cody in a Roman match with the thing that he's been talking about, that would look crazy. Like that wouldn't even make sense at all. You know what I mean? Because I know there's gonna yeah. be shenanigans. I'm just like, how do you book this? finish because you know what they want to do if if it is just roman and cody one-on-one for the belt you know what they want to do what they want to have solo come out rikishi's gonna be out there like everybody's gonna be out there how do you do all that and still have cody look strong at the end of it um because you know there's gonna be shenanigans if it were me booking this give me the pencil if it were me i do the tag match night one do all of the story stuff with Rock being the guy that wants to tag match and Roman doesn't want to match. I think you I think you do the storytelling in the match of Rock is just like, hey, if we're going to do this, I don't want anybody out there but just me and you. You don't need anybody ah. else out there. You're with the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. And so you only, we can beat them together. We're better than them. And I think if the match goes along, they're going to butt heads more and more. Until eventually, The Rock turns on him and costs him the match. Mm. 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 Okay. okay. Now, does that sound also crazy? The idea of Roman taking two pins two nights in a row? <laughs> I think it does. But I think in order to tell the story, you have to get to this place. Because I don't think Rock is going to eat this pin. Do you think they ha- <clears throat> they have to lose the, fir- the tag match to sort this up? Because couldn't they essentially win it no that doesn't make sense either they have to lose the tag match yeah that's what i'm saying because neither one of the other guys needs to be getting pinned going into the next night yeah how are you gonna do that but how did that sounds crazy you're gonna pin the rock you're gonna pin like who's gonna get pinned in this now i'm like oh damn i don't know but again i am in for the story they're telling i i think that this is a good place for the all of these guys to be as somebody that was very worried about cody and very worried about them ending up with Seth versus Cody going into this. Uh, I think this is a much better place for both of them. Uh, How do you me- feel that they've kind of been like, forget about what Cody did at SmackDown, handed it over to The Rock? Because that's not really a, like, they're just like, they changed the match. Like, like, Cody didn't come out and be like, and uh, remember two weeks ago, uh, this blah, blah, blah. Like, they haven't really pivoted back to it. They just kind of like swept it under the rug. It's It's fine, right? I think it is, but that's also why I knew right away that they were pivoting because yeah. I was just like, why haven't they talked about that? They, if that mm-hmm. was the case, if it wasn't a pivot, then they would give an explanation. I've seen some people say that um, when The Rock hugged Cody that night and whispered in his ear, um, that was to start him playing Roman. And that was kind of their headcanon way of setting up him, joining the bloodline and trying to play them for what Oh, uh, and the slap is a part of the thing too. I could see this. But okay. I, 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 I'm okay. not sure if I believe that. I still think that they pivoted. It's um, not the worst idea. That's, I mean, that's, that's not the craziest thing. 
Yeah, it's not like they've been working together to take down Roman Reigns. Yeah, uh, and you know, you can also tie that back to he took some advice from him and all of that, and just everything about it. How he came in and Cody had that that big fake smile on his face until Mm -hmm. he hugged the Rock, and then when he walked away, he looked more upset. I think your sound went out again. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm here for wherever we're at. The Rock, man, like seeing vintage rock, if like there's moments that I, I've talked about this recently on a podcast. Like you said, Phil said you felt like going back to 98. It feels like moments sometimes happen that I turn into a 12 year old kid again, and it's just like, I don't have a podcast. I don't write about wrestling. I don't tweet. I don't talk about nothing. I'm just a wrestling fan that watches wrestling on Mondays and Thursdays or whatever. Like being back, that's what seeing The Rock felt like of just like, none of these shenanigans matter. The Rock is in here cooking, bro. We are back. And that, that feels good. Yeah. No, it, I, I thought that this segment was, uh, it was, a, it was nostalgia, but it worked. Um, yeah. It worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think some other bits of this story may or may not work for certain people, but um, I just think that just do the obvious thing at this point. Let Cody eat the pin, uh, take the win. Let him take yeah, the win. There, don't, there doesn't don't need try, to be any more swerves or anything don't, from don't, this head don't, out. Don't try to swerve this anymore. Just give him the win. <laughs> just move on with Roman and do no different Seth, things. No Seth, no Damien. Leave all that no, shit in the back, no. dude. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just let Cody have the win. Do something different with Roman's character. It's time. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. time to move forward with that character, bro. It, it, it's You can't keep doing this, man. They haven't announced the location of SummerSlam yet, right? Because I'm like, that's probably where they could do the Rock and Roman match. If they, um, they, they, I made the joke about Saudi, which I think is really on the marking, but they should do it at SummerSlam. Fightful for Select, I believe uh, they were saying that it could be in Cleveland. Okay. Um, and I've seen other people that have like put other reports out that it might not be in Cleveland, but it seems like Cleveland is happening. Mm-hmm. I could see the Rock and Roman at, in Cleveland for sure in a big stadium. Logan Paul isn't Logan Paul from Cleveland? Logan Paul in the main event. Uh, yeah, that was SmackDown. You think Logan Paul is, is main eventing a show with Rock and Roman on it? No, nah, I meant in the co-main event. <laughs> co-main event. Uh, <laughs> Nobody's main event over The Rock. That's why I'm like, damn. Yeah, they. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they really do the two matches at WrestleMania. Like, are they going to make Roman work twice? That still sounds crazy to me. I, I think the closest chance you'll get to do it is doing the tag match because it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's less taxing than doing a one-on-one match. Yeah, not two one-on-one matches at all. And The Rock... You... T- he can hide behind the tag match. I'm still very nervous can, about him in the ring, honestly. You can do a lot of smoke and mirrors with that tag match, and that's why I, right now I feel like this is the better option, um, not just because of the story stuff you've done, and also as a part of my guy being in a, in a spot where it looked like he was going to lose his main event because Cody, cause, uh, Cody was probably going to end up taking that spot and Punk was hurt. Um, now you've got a chance for him to main event. This is what he wanted. 
this is and, mm-hmm. and this is part of why I hate how we got here, but again, watching him be a part of that package to build to the trailer of WrestleMania, this is everything he wanted. This was his point of him saying that I've never been the headliner for WrestleMania. I've never main evented. Yeah, I've had the heist of the century and I got that moment, but I was never a part of like the promotion and the marquee to promote WrestleMania. And so watching that trailer as a fan of his, I was like, he got it. This is what he wanted. Damn, now that conspiracy theory of Cody and Rock are working together is in my brain. I'm like, I'm putting all these pieces together. I'm like, wait a second. (laughs) They could kind of tie this up if they really wanted to. Like it, like the signs are really there. I'm like, wait, maybe they are. Like that storyline reason would make sense. Like, oh, I know how to beat you. I'll get the rock to help me. Yes. Hmm. Yes. I did momentarily think as well when I was watching certain Seth stuff. Like that, uh, the video package they did after Monday, which was also very good, where they, they spliced in all the footage of the Shield stuff over over Seth talking. I was like, this is really, really good stuff. But even when I was listening to it, I was like, man, I wish we got that Punk match. Because this is essentially his same point and his same reason for well, not you could, liking Punk. Yeah, you can almost apply the same rules to The Rock, pretty much. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's like you don't get to just come back and we've been here working year round and you get to just decide you can come back and just now everybody has to put the spotlight on you. Um, Yeah. Good stuff. Let's get into some super chats before we get out of here. Well, Chisholm says Jade saw that SmackDown deal and was like, not enough zeros in this check. Yeah, seriously. She really Uh, did look like that as a gimmick. I I chuckled very hard at her going. uh... Her her line in that did did you did you catch it? No, I didn't. What was it? Her line of uh, I know y'all not gonna come in here and interfere in my big business meeting. And I was like, mm. <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all are so funny coming here and interfering in my big business. I love it. <laughs> NYU's 99 says a shout out to Grapsity making my Saturdays fly by at work. Also here for Righteous Reg and Paywall Phil on Ask Grapsity. Enjoy wrestling, folks. Yeah, you guys definitely check out uh, Ask Grapsity if you haven't. Uh, Tyrone Kidd said, Reg, never forget best DC movie is Shaq and Steel. Now you're talking crazy. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh my God. You Shaq was steals. trying everything. <laughs> <laughs> because the future's in your hands. <laughs> i'm dead dude that's so funny there's memories in my brain that i'm like i'm never gonna lock those again and then somebody comes on our podcast and says steal and i'm like what that helmet my man my man was really singing steal yourself as like a gospel record i was like yo where are we bro <laughs> Where are we? Dude, Shaq has done it all, man. Uh, Aaron Busby says, you guys, be nice. I'm always nice. nice. I don't know what you're talking about. Me too. Same here. Uh, Bergov says, Phyllis, Seth, Shield, love this debate. Uh, (laughs) Seth, Shield. (laughs) Will Chisholm says, if WWE wants to go full bloodline takeover and just to troll Cody, Ava should change the Dusty Cup to the Rocky Classic. (laughs) Yo. The The Wild Samoan Classic? That's pretty good. Uh, Busby says, funniest moment if Rock Promo was bringing up the Niners loss and Roman looked at him like, why are you bringing that up? I know Busby himself was hurt. He was tweeting about it. He's like, well, why did Rock got to say that? Because yeah, <laughs> wasn't he out here last week saying that Cody should lose? Now he's probably saying that Cody should win. <laughs> he, he, was, he started cutting his TV down like, all right, enough. 
right. Enough of rock. <laughs> Cut your TV down because you still hurt. Now, I hope that you have uh, recovered a little bit, Busby. It was a rough time. Remember, I was talking about the Bay Area and how we're feeling out here. My guy, Busby, that at Niners loss. Tough one, tough one, tough one. Will Chisholm also says, it seems like R-Truth and The Miz will win the tag titles at Media, but if it's me, I'm letting John Cena be true surprise, and they win the titles or bring in Pac-Man Jones. I've heard a couple of people uh, mention bringing Cena in for some shenanigans. I could see him at, uh, you know, it's the 40th WrestleMania. I, uh, yeah, I've, I've grown to accept that uh, Miz and R-Truth are probably going to win the tag titles. I at WrestleMania, huh? I don't want to see it, but I just see think that it's happening now. Damn it. Philip Lindsay, Miz was so bad in that Logan Paul match. If we had another hour to talk about it, I'd get into it, but god damn, dude. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought he was back after the Gunther match. Hell no. Did you see that, dude? I did see the match. I... Oh my god. Oh. Terrible. I was like, dude, he's 20 years this year he's been there. He was on Tough Enough in 2004. And still, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I, I, yeah. Um, no. mm. <laughs> he might have been a WrestleMania, dude. And then I see, I'm like, damn, I'm happy that Truth is going to get his moment. But with that, oh, God. Uh, Will Chisholm also says, Seth sounds like Apollo Creed and Rocky Three telling Cody, there is no tomorrow. Yeah, that was look. That's again. That's where we. There are several analogies here. I think the Rocky analogy fits in that. Um, yeah, he's looking around like, no, you've got to beat this guy, and so I'm going to help you beat him. And this is definitely Apollo teaming up with Rocky. The other analogy I made is that uh, this was this was very much like Vegeta watching the fight at the end of the Cell games and not doing anything, just sitting there the whole time after he's gotten completely clobbered by Cell and. <laughs> He was just like, no, no, no. Gohan has to win. And so he's, he fired the key blast in to distract Cell to help him win. Wild. Uh, Delay Gratz with a very bad idea. Um, Cody gets pinned night one, bad. then Solo wins night two. Boy, oh, no, Cody gets uh, uh, No, I, see, I read it wrong. That's why I thought it was a bad idea. Cody gets pinned night one, then wins Solo night two. I thought he said then oh, Solo okay, wins yeah, night yeah. I was like, what? This is a bad idea. No, Cody gets pinned in the tag match and then wins the championship Solo on night two. That makes a lot more sense. I was I was very confused <laughs> at what you were saying at first. I was like, what is, what is Solo getting into? So that's what I, I was reading. I'm like, wait, why is Solo going to win the belt? That don't make sense. Uh, Busby also says, now nah, I'm still bitter. Cody needs to lose. If I can't have my moment, nor can Cody. Those are the rules. Man, you can't can't take everybody down with you, Busby. Sounds, sounds like a hater to me. Straight up, man. <laughs> a, hater, a hater want everybody's downfall? No, nah, you got to want somebody to win. <laughs> nah, Cody, Cody's got to win. We can't do this again. We can't do the this. Niners lost. Nah, Cody got to lose too. <laughs> Listen, if we go into 2025 still talking about finish the story, I'm out. I, I can't. Oh, Stop. Okay. It's got it, the credibility's dead if he if he loses again. Listen, what do you mean he ain't got no credibility? I ain't trying to hear this no more. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jamari Robinson with our last super chat and very generous one says, "Thank y'all for y'all for all y'all do." Rock has never acknowledged Roman Reigns yet, right? It's crazy how we have a palette swap of Kofi Mania with Co- with Cody Mania. LMAO, uh, why am I cheering for a Homelander over the Rock? <laughs> Cody's that guy, man. I'm sorry, man. Y'all gotta let it go. Cody's that has guy. Has he? Has he officially? He hasn't officially acknowledged Roman, Roman Reigns, right? Uh, the Rock. No, he's not going to. He's Why never going to? 
Yeah. He's a bigger star than him. He showed that ever since he's been back. So he doesn't have to acknowledge him. Right. And that's the story. That's what they're going to continue to tell. Of like, no, you acknowledge me, fool. I'm the head of the table. That was another rock line. Again, pay attention to everything that's said here. He Mm -hmm. said, man, your story is ending, Cody. But ours, ours is just beginning. I caught it. I caught the the, the double entendre there. Oh, yeah, he did say that. Ours is just beginning. Yeah, I don't think he'll do the full turn at Mania with some of the verbiage he was using last night now that I think about it. They're going to tell the story for a little bit yeah. longer than, than WrestleMania for sure. Yeah. That's all of our Super Chats. Appreciate y'all. Y'all are dope. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't know. If well, I'm not cheering for Homelander over the rock. It's hilarious. Nah, I, I just, I've, I've said before, Cody's I, different. I'm, I'm never cheering for Triple H over rock. It's not happening. Can't. can't. Never happening. Um, never, ever happening. Uh, I was in 2000, but the times were different. At never. <laughs> and I mean never. Times are different, H. Phil. I'm sorry. I, I was never a Triple H fan. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I understand. When I look back now, I'm like, but I was set, like, I was obsessed with Shawn Michaels. So DX happened. Like, by proxy, Shawn Michaels got hurt and left. And I was like, I guess Triple H is the guy now just because I was such a big hey, Shawn Michaels there, fan. There's things like no? he he came out and he had the fire theme song, man. Yeah. My Time is an all-time great theme song. So good. The elements are, like, I love My Time way more than I love the It's All About the Game. Yeah, much better theme song. Um, mm-hmm. he, had, he had all the things going. He had the leather jacket. He had all the, he had all the cool friends, but nah, man. But it was, was really only for that 2000, for, I mean, post Shawn Michaels until, like, 2000, late 2001, and then when he got on to be the Triple H, that was awful. I didn't. From 2002 till now, I'm like, I don't want to see none of that shit. <laughs> yeah, no, never, never liked him, man. Never, never been a Triple H fan. Not never liked him as a person, but as a character, I've always rooted against him. I don't know him. I can't even say anything about him personally. So, but of course, of course not. That, of course, we're talking specifically about the wrestling character. Say that out we're loud, not, you guys. <laughs> we're not. We're not talking about Paul Levesque, right? <laughs> Which now he calls himself on TV, which is weird. It is super weird. Uh, Yeah, we do not have any more Humper Chats. So I believe that is where we're going to bid you guys adieu. This has been Grapsody as always. I'm Phil Lindsay. Righteous Reg. We are out of here. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.